This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Welcome to the Chelsea Football Fancast, fueled by Guinness, powered by Celery, the show where every Monday is blue. So it's officially Blue Monday, which I suppose is great if you're a Chelsea fan or a New Order fan, uh, but we're supposed to be more depressed on this particular Monday than on any other Monday during the entire year. Now, if you're a Chelsea fan... <coughs> and a listener to this show on a Monday, then that will be a familiar feeling this season. And it very much looked like we would be having a very depressing show going 3-2 down to Everton in the 90th minute on Saturday. But, cometh the hour, cometh the captain, leader and legend, John Terry, who, with a cheeky back heel from a blatantly offside position, levelled the score, jumped into the Matthew Harding end to provoke wild scenes. But the feeling of a great comeback... And the team, at long last, exhibiting some fight, does not appear to paper over the cracks that we are in a state of limbo and going nowhere fast until we sort out the team and management in the summer. I am Stanford Chidge, and the name of tonight's show is the Chelsea Football Fancast Blue Monday. What does that mean, Chidge? I mean, why? Well, Apart from the incredibly good tune, it, it means means we're upset. Sad. Essentially, no, we're no, sad. No, 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 no. What's the no. Okay. About this being well, Blue because Monday? it's Blue Monday today. I didn't, didn't you listen to what I, I just did, said. I have to say, it wasn't very clear though. Okay, I'll Ross explain. is right. Actually, well, Ross, Ross, actually, uh, he it was a last minute title change because, as you can see on the script, it indeed, doesn't say indeed. Blue Monday. It doesn't no. say that. No, um, I remember reading it. It is Blue Monday today. It's Blue Monday today. It is officially like you get Black Friday. This is Blue Monday because this is apparently the most depressing day of the year. But I've reclaimed it. Shouldn't I've that reclaimed be sad it. Monday? I've reclaimed it because all Mondays should be blue for Chelsea. Well, because it's we, the Chelsea Fancast day. If, if, no, but we're blue in the sense also if we keep on playing the way we are at the moment, you it'll can, be you know unbelievably you blue take Monday. It, as the actress said to the bishop, you can take it any way you want. Okay. 
Now, uh, of course, at this point of the evening, I normally do introductions, but they've been so eager tonight that Ross has de facto introduced himself. Hello, Ross. Good evening, Chid. It's really good to have Ross, the boss, back on the show. It's you haven't seen good him to be back on, yeah. Yeah, Well, it's, it's, it's only my second this season. Is it really? Yeah. There we go. Um, but then again, I'm a bit of a plastic. It feels though. like it's, I was going to say, if Chelsea had won, it would have felt like their, only their second win of the season. But of course, that's all around them because neither did they win, nor would it have been their second. But nonetheless, it's great to see you, Ross, back in the bunker, as of course, it is lovely to see Jonathan Kidd. I think it should be the actress said to the bishop, by the way, what you said really? earlier. Yeah. Well, you would know. No, you would know as well. <laughs> well, Chish. you're a thespian. Yeah, but you work in those circles as well. It's not just me. I'm a director, darling. Yeah, exactly. Yes, I'm Cecil B. DeMille. You've got more opportunity. I'm Cecil B. DeMille. More opportunity to be the bishop. To your Betty Grable. The rubber bishop. I, no That's, more bashing of the bishop oh, on this show, please. <laughs> I was going to say that. No, 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 no. <laughs> How could it be your line to steal? I don't. I do the lines. He anyway, does the gags. It's lovely to be here. It is lovely to see you. I haven't been on for a bit. I missed no. one. I missed one. Well, I had to pull out, as the actress said to the bishop. Yeah. Uh, or the bishop said no, the bishop to the bishop actress. No, the bishop said to the actress. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, I had to pull more out. more and more yeah, funny. Because yeah. I'd done me back yeah. in. Yeah. I'd done me back in, hadn't I? And yeah, it's yeah. still pretty raw tonight. My back, that is. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, even my wife laughed. That's, this is why I married my wife, everybody. Uh, it's because she's the only person in the entire world who laughs at my jokes unconditionally. Yeah, well, I, Every single one of them. Yeah. There we go. I it's laugh really, at them, Chidge. But she, uh, she laughs at them even when they're really shit. Yeah, I, You've I don't do You've given me tumbleweed that. in the I past. Do, well. I do, yeah. I think yeah. we should rename it Carry On Podcasting. We should. Carry On, carry on Chidge. Yeah, that works. Yeah, okay. Um, now, last but by no means least, uh, I, I ought to anna- announce Dan. <laughs> And now Dan Silver. Yeah. Dan. Same hey, news. Dan. 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 <laughs> not of Dan. Dan. No. Dan. <laughs> not news. Not to my Twitter account. My wife sees it. Yeah. Dan. Le- Dan, the podcast Dan. man. Yeah. Lieutenant Dan to my left. Uh, we've got a wonderful Dan Silver on the show. How are you, Dan? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Now, uh, I, I had the pleasure of spending most of Saturday with Dan, who also brilliantly uh, got my one of my oldest mates from a long time ago from Winchester Days, the wonderful Tom LaBar. Uh, almost very similar to Frank LeBeouf, but not quite. Uh, but anyway, Tom got a ticket, thanks mm. to Dan, and then Dan swapped with my season ticket so that me and Tom could sit together in the West Lower. Mm. Did, did Tom get a ticket in the Tommy Tucker? He, Tom came into the Tommy Tucker for a pint. That's almost and a, a ticket to there. Mm. And a ticket. Uh, but no, thank Tom you, Dan. The Tommy Pleasure. Tucker for a did pint you, and a ticket. Exactly. It is a, tum- it is it a is, tum- isn't it? tongue twister. But be very careful how you say it. Now, uh, Dan, did you enjoy the view from Gate Fantastic. It's a really great view. There you go. I was in a steam company. You, you say so you, yeah. indeed you were. I had a spare. Did you? Yeah. Tom could have sat with you and no, he, the is he, wouldn't be able, he wouldn't be able to sit with me though because I was somewhere else. Wait. I had a spare. I could have ah. given him my seat. Oh, right, right, right. I was in the executive box <laughs> area, yeah, which is a bit. You were getting executive relief in the East Middle as you always <laughs> As always, as always. Yes. How was your it's, butler, by the way? It's even posher, the executive <laughs> area, than, the, than where I sit. It's unbelievably well, I thought posh. that's where, you, where we went when you No, that was me. Aussies. We went to Aussies. Oh, right. We, that, not no, that's, the no, that's not the executive bit. Well, were you up in the West Stand? No, no, no. I was still in the East Stand, but there's an executive area with a restaurant it's, oh, it's, it's service only did Ozzy and Kara store your pride yeah. very clever yeah. very good uh, I think we should get on with the show because people yeah. are already already people are people switching are leaving. off in there they are, yeah. they're not actually there's I, loads of you I've in switched there. off have you yeah. yeah it's lovely to see so many of you in there and I'm sorry that my back pulled out the other week and I'm sorry that uh, broadband screwed up last week uh, really unfair on you all so I apologise profusely and I've, I I will promise you it will be an absolute humdinger of a show to make up for it. Uh, now, talking of which, on the show tonight, we will be discussing anything but football. 
Actually, no, no, I'm, I'm joking. On the show tonight, we'll be discussing. Actually, I did see Star Wars yesterday in IMAX in 3D. It was mind blowing. Is it good? I haven't had an intense experience, uh, audio and visually, like that since I took acid and went up the Christmas tree in Winchester High Street. Wow. It was intense. Did you fall off? Uh, no, no. Wow. I didn't. I flew off, of course. Of course you did. Uh, anyway, uh, on the show tonight, we'll be discussing the mad... That's what the great thing about the 70s and the 80s, John. Anyway, on the show tonight, we'll be discussing the mad second half, culminating in John Terry's last-minute equaliser. And we'll be discussing Diego Costa's role in getting us back into the game. In part two, we'll be discussing why draws are simply not good enough why there are too many players not up for it, and uh, why Goose has, is not prepared to risk the youth, which seemed to be a constant moan around Stamford Bridge, I felt, on Saturday and Wednesday and the game before. Now, in part three, we're going to be discussing the shambles that is Stamford Bridge, where we find ourselves in a state of limbo, with a temporary manager in a holding role and clear mismanagement on all fronts by the club. So you can already tell that tonight is going to be a very moany show. I, I'm always getting the impression that we needn't say anything, Chidge, actually. Oh, you could just moan, rant and moan Even for, Tom, on, your, on your own. Yeah, it was very interesting, actually, because I, 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 it's funny, isn't it? You discover things when you go to football with somebody that you don't normally go to the football with. Like when Clayton pointed out to me, because he sits kind of to the right of me, and he, he, he was watching me during a game, and he, I didn't realise how pointy and shouty I am at the football. <laughs> Remarkably, but I didn't realise. Well, more than ever, though, at the moment. Well, I, I, I don't when know. When we play well, you're, you're pointing and shouting at, at the opposition. I'm pointing and shouting at anything. Yeah. I don't need an excuse. I'll just point and shout. Uh, but I, I didn't realise how much I moaned until Tom, who I haven't seen for about eight years, said, God, should you really moan a lot? Yeah, Tom, if you'd have been this season, you'd be Exactly, you're too. completely justified moaning as yeah. much as you like by yes. watching, watching that at the moment. Yes. I'm justified and I'm ancient and I'm moaning, moaning. Oh, clever. Uh, anyway, oh, in part four, you're, you're moo -mooing, I am moo-mooing indeed. <laughs> I'm going to start moo-mooing in a minute, that's for sure. Now, to wrap up in part four, we will have the usual, as they say on TalkSport, Jonti Chitter Chatter. Uh, but the best thing about this show is that there's no Alan Brazil. Uh, so we'll have a roundup of Chelsea supporter news. And there are a couple of cracking emails tonight. I mean, the, the intelligence of, uh, you know, we, we are so not worthy that we get such intelligent listeners and people who respond to the blogs on the they website. They should be on this show, They're way they? more intelligent than us. We shouldn't be here. I think it's it just, should be it's, them. It's great irony. I yeah. don't get it, Jonathan. No. You know, it's a bit like Dumb and Dumber on this show and everybody else is like yeah. hyper-intelligent. Yeah. I don't get I don't, it. Don't, I don't give them any ideas. No, I won't. No. That's, that's the great irony of life, you see. It takes stupid people to know how to broadcast really well. Yeah, but but he, he set it up, you see. He's the man, he's the man in situ, isn't <laughs> yeah. he? You know, yeah. it's like looking at modern art. I mean, people, people say, I could do that. And you say, yeah, but you didn't, did yeah, you? Yeah, but you didn't, did you? I yeah. did it first, and that's the way it is. Now, uh, yeah, a couple of cracking emails. I can't wait for those if we ever if we ever get that far. Uh, now, don't forget, uh, you can listen to this very show live every Monday at 7 o'clock uh, by going to mixlr.com forward slash Chelsea hyphen fancast. And, of course, you can join in the chat, post on the live chat page. And I can tell you now, people, that I have the screen in front of me and this is a random selection of comments sleepwalking till the summer like groundhog day says dazza i was angry when we went two nil down wondering whether our interim might get sacked that was the <laughs> official debs um anybody else if she don't come says good evening all well we don't know we shall see if it's a good evening at the end of the show now uh so there we go so do come into mixel there's loads of people in there i love these people they're all my brothers and sisters they're my family i love them uh, and of course you can also tweet at Chelsea Fancast and I will try and remember to have a look at the Twitter feed during the show but just tell us anything you think about the games anything Chelsea related in fact 
even better anything not Chelsea related because it might make us laugh. Isn't that right, Ross? Indeed. Indeed. Now, I think we shall have, after this wonderful bit of stingage, which changed last week, I don't know why, I suddenly got kind of worried about being sued for nicking the big match. And I've got genuine Chelsea cheering and Chelsea chanting. Oh. How about that? So, uh, we'll be back in a minute to talk about the match. I think, you know, I, we could sit here and analyse the game till the cows come home, but I think that a game like that, frankly, defeats any rational analysis. And whilst I accept Jonathan in part two, we're going to open the floor to you f- for you to moan about defending, because you have, you have teased this on Twitter. Uh, I'm going to basically, this part, just talk about the two things that really caught my eye. That irked in the game. you? No, no, oh. um, far from it, quite the opposite. Because I absolutely... I mean, it was turgid. It was a turgid first half, wasn't it? Completely. But the second half was like proper football. One of the reasons Mental it was stuff. turgid was because he had Matic and Mikel playing together. And they yeah. sort of... They, they stifled what was yeah. going on. In, 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 I'm just bemused by, by the... the the descent into mediocrity from Matic, which is just absolutely bizarre. We're going to talk about Matic being shot later. So can I, can I hold that? Because okay. I want to... There are, there are, in part two, there are four players that are going to get the shellacking tonight. And I can right. tell you for a fact that one of them is Matty. Yes, he deserves okay. it. Okay. Um, it was a much better second half in terms of the fact that not, not the football, which was sh- well, shit, exciting. shocking. Six goals. It wasn't exciting. Yeah. But for me, it was embodied. And, and, and it's quite weird that we went as mental as we did. But there is something about uh, seeing a 98th minute equaliser scored. And it was so lovely that it was John Terry, and it was so lovely that he dived into Matthew Harding, and it was so lovely that there were scenes, and it, and it was really odd because the whole mood changed from being utterly depressed. I mean, the almost the, the inevitability that when when we went three two down, having clawed our with way a back into it, horrendous goal with a horrendous goal. Oh, um, but it just it, it, I think that match really, if you could sum it up, was was a real kind of barometer of of how far we've fallen this year. In that we, ex- we, we there was a numbness when we were two 0 down. There was monstrous excitement when we clawed our way back to two two. There was absolute not shock at all that we let it slip and went three two down, and then ex- ecstasy when we clawed it back to three three. You know, I mean, how mad is that? How, just, just tell me how mad you think that is. Well, I, I didn't feel the same actually when, when we scored the uh, you weren't happy. the equaliser. Well, I just I was so disappointed. You were with I was so disappointed with the performance anyway. Yeah, there was a kind of dreadful inevitability. I mean, about honestly, the third Jonathan, goal, and then the th- when they scored the, in the end, I thought, okay, we've scored. But thank God, it, it, that yeah. Was it. Well, no, but I, I you think well, it, this has been such a dreadful performance, and it yeah. and we're we've got one point when well, all right, it's we've still got one just point. A point, not, it, because yeah, honestly, yeah, Jonathan, not, yeah. I mean, you know, just, just to give you a. Um, I don't know, a sense of, of what, what was going on, you know, but afterwards in the pubs, uh, I, I felt there was a lot of, everybody was quite buoyant. I mean, you know, in spite of the obvious, that it was a pretty shocking match, we didn't play well, and blah, 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 all of all the obvious things, but people felt, I mean, they did, didn't they? We were in the pub yeah. together, people were, 
You well, know, I we were buoyant. I'm, I'm, I think it's misplaced buoyancy, personally. Yeah. I found what, what, watching see, it see, the this, second half so awful. This is why I drink at the football and you don't, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> I think the fact it was... Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had to really... I'd, I'd, Really put up with it because there were four Everton fans sitting behind me. That's what happens in the executive areas. You get people on kind of jollies and uh, scallies, and, and they feel well, no. <laughs> funny, they weren't. They were they were slightly posh Everton fans, and they is were. There, just, is there such a thing as a posh yeah, scouse? Yeah, there is. I think. No, yeah, there well, is. I think. Derek Hatton's about the poshest. Oh, I think. I think Cheshire. they also they live in London. I think so. It's that no. aspect of Dave Vitti is he a posh scouser? Dave who? Dave Vitti. He's a big Everton fan. He used to be on Chris Miles Breakfast Show. Yeah, he used to be on my show. Who was he? Was yeah, he I know Dave. Yeah, he's yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, they're not like speaking like that. No, you know, he's not, a, he's not a, very nasally. There's a kind of sort of that, you know, it's just there. And they're, they're saying all the songs. Do they sound and, like uh, people on Brookside? Um, well, they're normally actors putting on Which accents. Which is kind of a middle class, yeah, middle class. Yeah, it's a ghetto, touch of that. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, but they cut off the, the joy. Else? And so uh, every single time Chelsea scored, we just turned around and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, no, this is much too much. But weirdly, the last three seasons. 89th, 90th, 98th minute against Everton. Anyway, look, let's yeah. talk about yeah, yeah, that, Dan. Well done, you've got us back on point. Yeah. I mean, it was Bedlam, the goal celebration. Yeah. It was 98 minutes, but even better, when you don't really deserve it, to score in the 98th minute, and also when the goal was so blatantly, I almost said flag- flagrantly. But it was allowed it to was be 98 offside. minutes because they did spend oh, yeah. three yeah, minutes that's, that's celebrating. Absolutely it's by the by, and everyone keeps forgetting it's a minimum of doesn't necessarily mean yeah, seven exactly, minutes. Exactly. And they wasted a minute and a half yeah. celebrating like idiots in there. It was end. more than that. It's actually fact, more than that. Because I was in. It was a lovely moment when the what's his name who scored lost his headband. He was wearing yeah. the headband yeah. to to cover his the cut on his head, yeah. and uh, and it got nicked yeah. by, by a fan when he was what, doing the celebrating something. Yeah. Then, oh. Yeah. What, what a surprise. <laughs> yeah. so he they came thought up. it was a hubcap. I think. That yeah. Was it wasn't shiny enough to be a hubcap. Because I was in Chichester seat and JT was right in line with me, and I thought I was going to be flagged offside, and he wasn't, and he went in so so offside. Because it was John Terry. And he embodies Chelsea. Yeah, it, was it, was, it was brilliant. Uh, it was. And he made up for the own goal that he scored. Ross, I thought it was really interesting on Match of the Day. I don't know whether you saw this on Saturday night, but they made no mention of the fact that J- JT's got 40 goals, which is the most ever by a defender in the Premier yeah, League. Yeah, they yeah. made much more of the fact that he's got more own goals than anybody else, apparently. For four, was it? I don't know. They were making a meal of that and not the fact that he scored more goals, which I thought mm-hmm. was really churlish, Ross. But yeah, but y- Ross, Ross. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it, it, JT own goal has happened a number of times down the years, but he's played how many games? 700. And it's, as you say, his goal-scoring record is, Third on the is, list, is, isn't is second to none yeah. for, they didn't make for someone any, who's They didn't make anything of fact that it was his 700. Yeah. Yeah. I think he's yeah. even scored more than uh, David Unsworth. Yeah, he, he has. Used to take two, penalties. More, two more. Yeah. And he took, 40. Yeah, yeah, he took penalties. I mean, I just thought it was, it was, it was as Dan was really alluding to, it was, uh, it was so fitting that... Uh, you know, it was John Terry who's the only one really. I mean, we've been saying it all season. He's, he's, he's been the only okay. one who cares. He's been playing about, okay. Yeah, but he's also the only one we we know for a fact that he's the only one who cares. There are question marks against I think, nearly all of the others, but John Terry, you know, he's hurt cares him. and he hurts like we do. And I just thought it was lovely. And I just thought the other thing, the other comment that was lovely was that he said, "I've always wanted to score a goal at the Matthew Harding end." And, and dive in with the fans and get booked. Ah, oh, he said it, it was worth matter. it. He yeah. said it was yeah, yeah. worth oh, yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the other thing that doesn't get s- spoken about is the fact that it was a behind the behind the leg, you know, backflip with his, you know, Zola-esque back heel. Exactly. Yeah, or, it was more like. But he tried that though, didn't he? He tried the back heel from the corner of the Zola-esque yeah, a few yeah, weeks yeah, ago, yeah, yeah. didn't he? And how should have saved it? It was a 
really weak goalkeeping as well. I mean, it's a great flip, but how should have saved that? taken aback by his you know, skill. 20, 30 years ago, you don't see defenders even, even trying something like that, and no one even bats an eyelid that, that John Terry's done it. People seem to think he's not a technically... Twice he's tried it this season. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know. You know, people think he's not technically accomplished, when in fact very, it's a very I, good pass. I've said ball. this before on the show, but I, I talked to Rob Shepard once, and talking about uh, JT, and he, he uh, Rob's very good friends with Terry Venables, and Terry Venables of JT said that he has the best first touch of an English defender that he has ever seen. Boom. I mean, if, if that's how highly Terry Venables rates uh, JT's ability on the ball, then I mean, there is no finer judgment than that, I think. Agreed. Um, talking of uh, JT, um, there has been talk uh, since, since, I think, Saturday, certainly, of uh, the possibility of a contract extension for JT. Would, would you give him another year, J, uh, JK? Would you give JT another year, JK? Thanks for calling me that. It's very nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. DC. I'll have to think of a, a, a triplet to uh, announce you with, I think, next time. Captain Leader Legend, no, but something, you know. Um, I'll, I'll work on it in, in the break and see if I can come up with them. But anyway, until then, JK. the word wanker isn't involved. No, I would, never, I would never call you that. Oh, thank, thank I you. would call you Bishop Basher, possibly, but, but not wanker. No, not anymore. I, I, really? I, I, yeah, it's, it's in, a, in a draw at the moment. Is it? In a, in a, in a, <laughs> rather, a rather plush bag. I, I've really, I've really, I've missed, I've missed this. I have really missed this. We well, missed you last he, week. Yeah, well, I'd love to have been on. We had Rory oh. in the, in the. In I the know. House. I'd love to have met him. He's I know. Meet him. Great bloke. What, what were you just saying then? You um, just asked me a question. JT, does he deserve another? Oh, absolutely, definitely. Even JK. if it's just around the, the dressing room. Yeah. But I, I'm worried that he's not having much influence. I just get the impression he's a bit pained by it all. But I, I we've, we've, we have talked about this on the show because we've all we've all raised this point, and and I think the conclusion that we we may well have come to is that he's like the last of the Mohicans. That he has no allies mm. left anymore. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't have the influence because he's basically thoroughly outnumbered by the Brazilian contingent, stroke Spanish contingent, and he's almost become. <laughs> You know, cast aside. Nobody he must give them. They must speak, don't they? they must have team they do. team discussions. You, Is he you, not going to in a position to to you, say something? I, I don't know whether you do know about this because you and I have had kind of rather odd. You know, we we you know you and I don't work in big uh, you know organisations with hundreds and thousands of employees and big management structures. We don't. Uh, for very good reason. We'll, we'll not go into that, but we don't. <laughs> but the bottom line is, is that I, I, having said that, I have worked in some of those organisations. I've seen how this works. And, I, you know, you, you can be in a position where you have, you know, authority, respect, influence. But when the whole dynamic changes and you are outnumbered, you can become irrelevant. And I can see how that might have happened with JT, that his influence has waned. He doesn't have the allies like he used to, the Czechs, the Drogbas, the Lampards, the Ashley Coles. A, a captain needs good officers beneath you him. do yeah. bingo you need capos mate uh, Timmy, Timmy little cliques you know, you're like, you're, I'm Tony Soprano you're all my capos I like that there he is I'm fat enough to be Tony Soprano that's for sure <laughs> oh, you can, as, I think you're 100% right you, you need whether it's JT or Drogba or Lampard or Czech giving a speech or saying something you need other people mm. in the dressing room nodding along or, or reinforcing that and people who have been there and done that and have the respect of the of the rest of the squad. I mean, we we don't know this for a fact, and I suspect we'll never ever really get to the bottom of it. But I just wonder if there has been some sort of a split in in the dressing room. There has been a bit of a power struggle in that dressing room, and because it, it, you're right, Jonathan, I think without doubt it's noticeable how how little he seems to have been able to influence things this season. What, what do you think, Dan? I think so. I don't think we have a team. I think you look at the 
the players on social media, there's lots of little cliques. You know, you've got like Hazard, mm. Zuma, Courtois, yeah. going to basketball together, and you've got other, you know, William the Brazilian contingent. So we've got like a team of cliques mm. where the old days you had, as you said, we had that spine, which was fantastic, and they all seemed to, you know, gel together. You know, people like Paolo Ferreira, but, but, the, what, the unsung heroes. The point is, they were last year the cliques worked was it, well, is it, was it because Drogba was there was it because well, Czech was still there maybe yeah, as, as well as so Terry three, three of the yeah. spine three of the key, point. the key spine very very yeah. good point and backs up what I was saying that actually he needed them around him as well I think it's a good I mean, point like, I mean Dan Levine said about Hazard talented player but all he does he comes into training he can't wait to get home to his family not that I'm saying that's wrong but they haven't got that He's not, camaraderie he's not a team player. No, they haven't got... No, no. no. all Eden has a cast about is Eden Hazard. S- similarly, for, I was just about to say, Fabregas at his age and his experience and his quality and his you know his winning record suggests he should be at the age where he's captain material and he's just not. And mm. I think the only other sort of player... and But other than that, Ivanovic, hey, they're, they're good leaders, but they, you need to actually be one of the best players in the team mm. as well, otherwise you don't have that sort of respect. And neither of them is yeah. good enough at the moment. And then and then William's probably the only other candidate, but he strikes me as quite a, Intr- quite a quiet Introverted. Figure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's he, he's J- been not, not been up to scratch the last four games as well, William. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, if JT goes... Okay, that, question for the table. Yeah. If JT goes, who would you make captain? Cahill. Hmm. But he may not, he has trouble, he may not play. Mm. He's not leadership material, really. He's a bit quiet. But I mean, you know, Frank, I mean, you know, Gary Cahill's been there long enough to earn the right. And I think that that, I mean, you would have said he Brown. Must have, he must have status. But I just wonder how long Brown's going to be there for. We're going to get onto that in part two. I don't, I mean, it goes right back to the core of what we've been saying week in, week out on this show, which is. I think there's a no. It's almost like the elephant in the room that none of us has really been prepared to come out and say absolutely definitively. But we are at the massive, massive end of an era here. The team that Jose built in 2005 is almost done, and we don't. And and we look around asking these questions, but the reality is we are not going to see players as good as John Terry, Frank Lampard, Didier Drogba, and Peter Cech at this club for a considerable while, and certainly none of their personality and character and strength of mind. That's a, it's a I think that's the I reality. It was I once th- in a lifetime. Yeah, but I think the board has made a terrible error in not attempting to replace Part three, them. shambles of the bridge, Jonathan. Yeah. We're going to run the rule I'm over just setting that. it up but for yeah, you. Yeah, teasing it. Yeah. He's a yeah. real pro. You can, do, can you do that in a voiceover type style? Coming up in part three. Uh, no. Oh. <laughs> well, why else are you on here then? Oh, I thought it was because of my wit and it's we like charm. You, basically. It's because I like you. You tolerate me. If I'm Tony Soprano, you are like Paulie to me. You know Paulie? No. Okay, my mum's I'm glad, I'm glad, I'm glad you don't know that. Moment. Yeah, yeah. People out there are listening. And they're going, exactly oh my God. I can't remember which one Paulie was. Was Paulie the one who was um, got you, shot in the uh, end? They all got shot in the end, really, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, the, yeah, I haven't yeah, watched you. it yet, Chid. No, Paulie was yeah. the big one, wasn't they didn't, okay, he? Okay, for Ross's benefit, they didn't all get shot at the end. He was the large one. No, that's Pussy. That's right. Pussy Boncero. You got killed in the last episode. You're not Pussy. You're not Chrissy. You're not Silvio. You're definitely Paulie. And I'll show you a picture in a minute. No, I saw them all. I've seen every episode. Well, he was the mad one with the really the badger kind of uh, Elvis hair. What you played in? Um, who's in, uh, in in Bruce Springsteen's band? No, that was Silvio. Oh, Silvio. Okay. Yeah, he was like Silvio was like his consigliere. <laughs> okay. So do you think Banner's getting your contract? Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, wait, the, hey, have Jonathan and I managed to talk not about? Oh, fancy. Yeah. Okay, look, talking of gangsters and mafia types, uh, <coughs> yeah. we have our own, and it is Diego Costa. And and I mean, you know, we we've been very quick to 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 kick Costa this season. Um, but I, I just felt that. You know, before Jonathan in part two 
annihilates us us for having no defensive capabilities at all. I just thought some you know praise where it's due, and I, and I felt that you know at two nil down we looked pretty much dead and buried. I was I was thinking it was going to be three four. I really did. But I have to say, Costa stuck at it, and he did what he he does very well when he's on his game, and he fought, and he mm. got in their faces, and he harassed them, and he annoyed them, and he actually, you know, opportunistic goal may well be, but he fought for it, he put it away, which is what you want him to do, he held up the ball, he showed passion, determination, and fight, and I think that that was the the the, the, the moment that, that the match changed. Actually, mm. I then think it changed back when they feigned their injury. And completely yeah, broke they the did. Momentum. They absolutely ruined the momentum. You know, absolutely right. Yeah, and then Remy uh, came on for, for for Costa because he got injured, and I think that that was telling. But at the time, I was thinking that you re- to actually try and create a, an injury to, to 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 ruin the momentum and, and slow the game down to then go off on a stretcher. Now that really is act play acting. He's done his ligaments, apparently. And yeah, no, indeed, yeah. indeed, <laughs> indeed. I know I mean, it must have been something. But, but at the time, we were all saying, we were yeah. all saying, come yeah, on, he says, yeah, get come up, on, he says, yeah. God, look, his stretcher's coming down. That's too much. What would come great. on. It was like an old retro. Let him die. Let him die. As he comes down on the stretch, I was the only one in the West Lower singing that. Dan, but um, I'm afraid Costa did let himself down a little bit in the uh, um, towards the end of the game, just at the injury when he he, when he when he when he he was off he was off the pitch and and he dragged himself back onto the pitch again and then dragged himself off and then was pushed off by the referee. referee The only reason the referee didn't book him, of course, is he'd been booked earlier and he would have been. We didn't even know because you have to either fill that consent. He got. You know, I, was, I thought oh, it was, was brilliant. Just so just, awful. He was like, I'm, I'm, I'm really pleased that he played very well because he reverted to type against West Brom um, just on Wednesday. Be- 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 well, also because they, they individually wound him up. They Each of them targeted but, him. You know, how how stupid him. does he have to be? And somebody actually, I can't remember who it was in, in the media that made this point. That you know, you've got to be pretty stupid to allow yourself to get wound up well, like that by can, a player. Can we be you frank, know it's going to happen. Can we be frank here? I really think he is not the sharpest tool in the box. No, I think you're right, mate. <laughs> Wouldn't you love to see him and Dennis Wise? He's streetwise. He's streetwise, but he's no, yeah, he's no intellect. You know, and, and unfortunately, because he doesn't speak the language, his only way of demonstrating that he doesn't like somebody but you know is what? to go and stand within the court of an inch I remember of their nose. Yeah. Mafioso. He, he looks like he could be a something else. Sopranos, the henchman. Can we stop talking about The Sopranos? I haven't watched it. And okay. good job my mum isn't listening because she's in series four. Whatever he? whatever he is, he's not like Dr. Malfi, Ross, all right? But you love him. Um, well, let me say, I've watched them all and I can't remember any of them. That's what is good, so you can go back and watch them I'm going to show you a picture of Paulie in the break. But listen, oh, yeah, before you. we go to the break, uh, finally, very quickly, poor old... I mean, we did say this, is that Costa getting injured seemed to also indicate a bit of a change in the dynamic of the it match. It definitely did, yeah. And, he, and it, la- it sounds like he was lucky to get away without a broken leg. He's got a very yeah, seriously yes. bruised tibia. tibia. Um, and maybe a doubt. Well, he is a doubt for Arsenal. For Arsenal well, yeah. That puts us really in the poo because, well, Remy will probably you know, crack a toenail again before Sunday. Uh, and Falcao should be shot, basically. I think he has been shot. You know, has he? <laughs> yeah, but well, if he was a horse, he'd have been shot. Let's but be but we're, we're possibly going to buy Pato, aren't we? Well, we signed, we signed Pato a don- Banton. <laughs> yeah, we signed a donkey. I do so, hope Pato Banton would be a sake, better bet. What if if that's true and it happens? Pat- what is going on in the club? Part three. I know, Shambles I know, of the bridge. I know. Jonathan. I know. I'm just setting that up again. Dan, very quickly, last word on it about sorry. Anything you like? Sopranos, Pato Banton. Uh, you name it, mate. Costa is going to be a big miss against Arsenal, you, but yeah. but given the fact that they're so pretty boys, maybe Remy might be more effective because Costa's likely to combust possibly. 
But we shall Buster. see. We shall see. We shall see. Right, Costa okay. Buster. Jonathan has, has, has already, as befits a man in his 50s, already legged it off to the loo to have a pee uh, because he just couldn't wait anymore. But we will be back when Jonathan is in a nanosecond. See you in a sec. The only place for Chelsea fans. Footballfancast.com. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to Chidge and the boys on the Chelsea Football Fancast. Total nutters and proper Chelsea. Okay, uh, welcome back. I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And uh, it's called Blue Monday tonight, and it's called Blue Monday because... Um, we do our podcast on a Monday. We are blue. We are Chelsea, so therefore it's blue Monday. And we're a little depressed. I'm not. I'm. I'm okay. Actually, I'm, I'm right. I had a good day on Saturday. I mean, you know, we didn't lose, and I kind of expected to, and I got quite pissed. And I saw an old mate. You know what's what's not to like. Uh, now, um, what what is not to like though? I think is the fact that you know, whilst we may be unbeaten for what is it, six, seven, seven matches, seven games, uh, there have been way too many draws in there for my liking. And frankly, Dan, I don't think it's good enough. It's no good, Gus, saying I'm unbeaten and t- looking at his record as a manager we don't, if you want to like get us up the league old yeah. son it ain't going to happen when you keep drawing is it's, it Dan? It's not good enough by recent standards but by our season standards it's probably not a bad response I mean on, on the other hand yeah. I do I do accept that actually you know part of his remit and we'll talk about this later but part of his remit is to steady the ship a bit and stop us losing yeah. and you know, I it's, think from that point of view, it's quite positive that we might get a bit of yeah. confidence from Drew. But it's just so frustrating, Dan. That's I really s- what I'm going. Yeah, also, when mean, everybody else around you is winning, yeah. and, you, and you're yeah. still yeah. you're still six think, points think, just above the relegation yeah. zone, the it's just getting slightly like Watford worrying. Watford penalty goes in; it's a win. Yeah. West Brom with two yeah. minutes away. It's yeah. it's that whole kind of frustration of a season where just nothing has gone right. They're, they're not playing like they're on an unbeaten run. No, it it's, it's, it's empty when when you're drawing games. You, you should be. Different manager, same shit, basically, Ross. That's mm. how I would sum well, it up. Nothing playing, seems to we're change. still playing like the losers we have been. We're still season. playing in the same formation. We're same still players. playing the same players. Mm. I mean, what's changed, Ross? It's just... It, it just begs so many questions, don't we? I mean, we were shocking against West Brom, were we not? I mean, mm. I'll admit, hold my hand up now, that I, I, I couldn't make it on Wednesday, so I had what? to... I know. I, had, I got stuck. I was working down in Hampshire, and I just couldn't get up here in time. Couldn't get it up, Jonathan, as the actress would say to the bishop. But, the bishop um, would say to the actors. Sorry, the bishop would say to the actors. But, um, I, and therefore, I had to listen to Chelsea TV's commentary of it. And actually, it was the only highlight of what was otherwise a very frustrating match because John Jason Cundy, I've never heard him commentate or co-commentate on a match before. And he's, it's like, it, would be, it would be like listening to me commentate on a match. Mm-hmm. because You can hear him. He basically moaned all the time. No, because we know how it works with mics and stuff. And so what you get from Cundy is, referee, referee, no, you know, you get that. And then, then you'd also like, he'd be speaking like this and suddenly he'd disappear because he'd, like, he'd clearly like, run off to go and abuse somebody. And I can just have this picture in my head that Cundy's pointing and shouting. It is Chidge. I mean, me and, I think me and, me and Cundy are Siamese twins, you know, basically. So like, referee, you know, he was, brilliant. He was shocking, not blaming the referee, but he was a Cundy was shocking or the referee? The referee was shocking. Yes. And also, I was watching the highlights of the championship. He had a shocking game mid on, again, for Sheffield Wednesday game. He was awful. Another absolute He's an awful ref. Yeah. Is it true that he said to John Moss, who was on the touchline uh, with, uh, you know, for that match? The boy George. Went, not, not that John Moss. <laughs> uh, but uh, Gus said, 
Anthony Taylor is the worst referee I've ever seen in both of my spells managing in England. And John Moss said, you haven't seen me yeah. referee. <laughs> Which if he did, actually, fair play to him for a bit of humour. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah. Even though it is actually true, because yeah. Moss is an absolute... But you're right about thing, things not being changed. I mean, I, I, I looked this up, but it reminds me of that Einstein quote about insanity, where you're doing the same thing over and over again, and you're expecting different results. I mean, it's of course... Definition of stay. madness, Ross. Exactly. It's it's the subject I've been doing slightly. the Chelsea fancast every Every week on the same day for eight years, expecting it to be good, and it's still crap. So where, where does that? Was that? You know, where does that put me, mate? Because I mean, you keep getting the same people, so oh, they can't, what you is? can't expect them to be any any okay. better. Okay, next um, week did, uh, um, the Chelsea fan cast with Jason Cundy, uh, Rude Hullet, and Luca Vialli. Ooh. Don't forget where to come. Wow. Hosted by Jeff Stelling and and pa- Paulie Walnuts. <laughs> yes, you, won't, you, you won't you won't be hosting it. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We get decent bro. Who's who's the best football bro? That's a good question, actually. It stops us talking about football per se. Uh, who's the best uh, football broadcaster? Do you think, Jonathan? Because yeah, they're, they're all talking about it in the room actually about how shit they all are. So it's kind of relevant. Yeah, it's a good point. I have to think about it. Really. Nobody, know, nobody comes to mind. Um, who's the? I mean, Desmond Lynham. I always used to like. I think Jeff I Stelling. met him. He was very unfriendly. Jeff Stelling. I think Jeff Stelling. Brilliant. Yeah, I think he I, yeah. is brilliant. He's okay. He's very heartable, you know. But hey, he's brilliant. I just okay. Love. So Jeff Stelling, we like. Yeah. Okay. Um, who did I mean? Des Lynham, he's kind of retired, think, so he was lovely. But I tell you who I else, think, I, Mark uh, Pugach. And also Pat Nevins. Pat Nevins no, but he's, he's a pundit, not a broadcaster. Oh, okay. we need, I'm a broadcaster, right, right, not a pundit. Right, no, you enough, are pundits. Fair enough, fair enough. I've understood. I am yeah, a broadcaster. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So somebody to replace me. I, do you know who I think is really good, and I like a lot, actually, largely because he fluffed my ego hugely when I did last did an interview with him, Mark Pugach. He's good. Who's, who does Five Live, but also... Um, does ITV? He, he got he he moved that idiot Adrian Charles the Cabbage Patch play out of the way. He looks a bit like a cheese straw though. What Mark Pugach? Yeah, he speaks very highly of you, Jonathan. <laughs> James James Richardson. Yeah, he's very good. Yes, is he the it- well, does the yes. Italian? He's got a bit of an ego about him, but I think yeah. he's, he's good. Cause a lot he's of very, ego about him. Very oh, well, that would be perfect to replace yeah. me then. <laughs> okay, James Richardson and Luca Vialli, Rude Hullet, and Pat Nevin will be on the Chelsea Fake Off next week. And none of us, and Paulie Warner. Conor McNamara's quite good as well. <laughs> he's like him. I like him. Not so sure about him. Okay, okay, uh, right, we're back to the football. We've had our little break. Um, we were appalling against West Brom. I think there's no, I, I mean, even without watching no. it. No, I, can, I, I got, I mean, I got a, that sense. A lot of people said that. I mean, we were slack at the back, and the, the, you know, as as is our fighting taunt these days, we're we're just conceding chances and goals. But I thought we were decent going forward, and you know, we've already touched on it. But well, it was honestly, t- the refereeing was atrocious, mm. really bad. I mean, just he, some sometimes you just have to say, hang on, if if the referee calls things a bit more correctly, then then the team who's not getting the decisions would have the f- ball playing in their favour a lot more, a lot more consistently. Things wouldn't break down. So it was basically re- ruined by the ref. It, it was an atrocious performance, and and some of the decisions against West Brom as well were pretty bad as well. But just but what, what, so what? many decisions against us. And as a, just just to go back to it, sorry quickly, I thought we were actually okay going forward. I thought we. Actually, played other, other than Pedro, football. who we took off other than after, after the first half, but it's it's not good enough if if you're conceding the chances and, and goals, to West Brom for we God's sake. I mean, I think this is what really hurts most about these two games, both at home, and you know we're talking about mid-table opposition here. I mean, all this hype about Everton being absolutely fantastic, mainly created by that Pillock Martinez, and another thing about us scoring in the last minute and denying him. I was delighted by that. 
But you know, he, he's he, the kind he, of guy who looks like he likes the smell of his own fart. The FA, the FA didn't have a go at him no. for complaining. Oh, you know, what a surprise! What a surprise! I was going to say those will get sued but, but, um, <laughs> but, no, but, but West Brom set themselves up as a, it's a very typical Pulis performance in the, the constant time wasting when every time they were, they were either draw, they were drawing in fact every time well, and, uh, um, and the keeper the keeper uh, non-stop but also the ludicrousness of never taking the throw from the right place yeah. and the referee never booking him never 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 touching his watch to say pressing his watch to say holding his watch up to yeah. say I'm, I'm dealing with this it, it should have been about seven or eight minutes yeah. added on then and he didn't he, 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 he should have three at off the end the uh, yeah, yeah, should have um, sent off because um, that was yeah. a play. Yeah, of three fouls at least. Yakult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Claudio Yakult. I mean, very easy to go down and blame the referee. Yes, it was had in the fact, but we're you know paper over the cracks. You know, can't well, the, blame the, the, the first goal. The, well, we, we we were doing all right when after we'd scored. We played a lot a better after we'd scored. It was a good goal. Yeah, and then it but then um, uh, God. Pedro, yeah, it was Pedro ludicrous. Yeah. just uh, he's, t- he's so, um, such a lightweight. Yeah, We're well, going to talk about he, that in a minute. Let's he not tries get into Pedro. Hard, but he's Although, a actually, do you know what? Okay, I want to move on to that because you've kind of segued that beautifully. But look, do you want to have a massive go about the defence before we do? Because I know ti- you. Is it time? Yeah, now do, for it the now. do it now. Well, do it now. It's it's just it's sort of it's inadequate. We've got the same errors happening all the time, and they the particularly on on Saturday they just all their attacks were via Branner. And, uh, well, what a surprise! Uh, well, indeed, because they they'd done their research. And um, mate, there are people yet to be discovered in the Amazon rainforest. You know that you should attack Chelsea down the bloody <laughs> right flank. So it's hardly rocket science. And I'm afraid, afraid for all his his um, great speed uh, and his his precociousness, Kurt Zuma is not the finished article. Because um, when was it Morales? Was it um, what's his name? Morales. Proper scouse name. Yeah, when, Morales. When, when he when he scored. Kurt was a, a a tree trunk. He just you know what? Stood I there and did, that was, was Mikel. That was Mikel. Yeah, no, no, it was Kurt as well. What, was in, no, was in it the was line. Mikel Morales r- ran around Mikel. No, no, but Kurt as well was also absolutely. It was. I, absolutely I think. I think still. that Mikel was more culpable than Kurt. Yeah. Listen, I'm, I I hear what you say about Kurt, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna um oh hang on oh oh right okay this is this is sad news, but I'm I'm right. Hold the thought about Kurt, can you? We got a message here from if she don't come which is very sad, and he, I've been asked to read it out, and I will. He says, guys, we'd be grateful if this gets a mention. I'm friends with the Swedish Blues, and I've had the sad news that Matt Ronestam uh, passed away this morning. Absolutely devastated to hear of Matt's passing. He was an absolute gent. He was loved by all. Never had a bad word to say about anyone, and always the first to the bar. Will be missed by so many. Condolences to his family at this sad time. I, like many, I am sure will be raising a glass to Matt's tonight. Sleep well, mate. We are making a flag for him to show the immigrant stadium. <laughs> Brilliant. The Emirates Stadium on Sunday. Um, I, I, that's awfully sad news. And uh, our heartfelt yeah. condolences go out to Matt and all of the guys at Swedish Blues, many yeah. of whom I know and who are brilliant, brilliant people like Oscar and, and, and Hen, Hen, Henny. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So that's really yeah, sad news. news. Anyway, um, sorry about that. I just wanted to make Watch sure out. that, that, no, no, yeah, that was important. Absolutely, yeah. I'd like to stick up for Kurt in a way because no, but he's wonderfully quick. But he, to me, he's still working, working yes, progress. Absolutely. Yeah. But remember, he is only twenty-three. 20. No, he's twenty. He's, not, he's, he's twenty. 20. He's twenty. He's oh, young, mate. I'm sorry. He's, he's got. He's got three more years. No, 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 he's great and one for the future. But the dilemma, as with always with Chelsea, is is it. it, it is it that we put people in for the future? Can we afford to do that? Oh, well, it's the same with the youngsters. I know we will. We'll, 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 I know okay, we will. Yeah, I know but, we will. But look, what I'm saying is, you know, I think 
yes, he makes mistakes. He's going to make mistakes. But I think you have to look at it, you know, objectively. And I think he also plays really, really well. I've seen Zuma in the last two, three, four games make some absolutely astonishing covering. Back I agree tackles. completely. He's got the pace. You know, absolutely. That, that is Positionally, such a plus he can be all over the shop. And you know what we but, were saying earlier on about giving uh, JT another contract? That's another good reason to, because if he plays with JT for another you hope, year, you hope. he's going to learn that, that you position. Hope if, he, if he pairs them together, he's, you were going to get... That's the thing. He makes mental lapses, and sometimes players just never grow out of that. I mean, the... the, the, the um, Gary Cahill. The, what was it? The second... Hush my mouth. Well, Gay, yeah, no, he had a Gay great Hill. season. Gay, Gay he had a great season. <laughs> Carrie Gayhill. He, he had yeah. a great season in the year that we won the Champions League. He, did, he, was Mate, he He's won more Champions but, Leagues but, than me. But they do lose. You're absolutely right, Ross. And it's, 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 it's this business of, of, of losing concentration, um, <sighs> particularly the the third goal where that long looping cross came over, yeah. and there's nobody making an effort to go well, for the ball well, and the, nobody anywhere near the it. The thing is, Zuma and, and Ivanovic are both standing still, but the worst thing is Zuma's claiming for offside when instinctively he should know <laughs> that the ball's coming in from a flat angle exactly yeah, in yeah, line with yeah. where he yeah. And even if he does think it's offside, he's, you've still got to track the run. Yeah, there were two of them just waiting, waiting to for it. Yeah, yeah, knock yeah, it yeah, in. Yeah, yeah. That, looked, but, it, but also the ball was in the air and in such an enormous amount of time. It wasn't as if it was just a decent yeah. cross. It just all booted up in the air. He's got a fantastic thought it had gone out. Fantastic leap. He's... This is where he's learning his game. He's 20, he's played 50 games at this level. And people say we don't play the youth. He's played 50 games. Yeah. And he's, he's a. You know, and I agree, I agree with you, Pitch. He's, he's, um, he's, he's strong. He's, some of those powerful. tackles are, are fantastic. Do you remember the semi final um, against Liverpool when Raheem Sterling was going through? And he, yeah. the recovery on that was phenomenal because Sterling's no slouch. And he literally came around, took the ball off him. And he's, 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 he's definitely one for the future. Actually, you know what? I've just realised something. I agree with you, by yeah. the way. But uh, well done, Jonathan. You've inspired me. And it kind of links in with the script too. But I think maybe we should have an annual slot as we've been so crap this season in the Chelsea fan cast. Look, you know, who, 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 who can we boot this week? And there's quite, a long, <laughs> there's quite a long list. Because there was actually quite a lot of discussion about this after the West Brom game. And, and also, actually, to a certain degree, picking up on what, what you were saying, Ross, about uh, Everton's third goal. Uh, about Courtois uh, oh, in, in, hey. in true Adrian Durham style Courtois is he all that because <laughs> I wonder you know I mean frankly I don't think he's fit to lick the piss off Czech's boots but then I would say that wouldn't I but I do wonder I mean he's a bit Hollywood mm. possibly you know makes a, makes a big meal of simple saves and lets quite a few howlers in I, or are we being unfair I don't know no, no I agree completely particularly at the West Brom game he did mm. some dreadful patter cake effort at something that oh just yeah looked, across yeah across yeah, yeah. he just He's... sort of went out as if and, and went for the ball as if i'd actually don't want to touch it it looks as if it was all a bit oh no i don't want to get that oh no he's about the same age now as check was when check joined us doesn't he yeah it'll take a year yeah check was a million times a keeper at 22 23 that yeah. courtois is but check check was playing in front of an incredibly good back four but he was still a good goalkeeper when he came hmm. check he did well, have a couple of bad think... spells but yeah he's ultimately courtois so far has made more mistakes I think Courtois looked, given the game he's given the looked better last year. I think he's caught the disease this year. Well, the whole, you could top to bottom, you could say the squad's been shit. You could sing, you can't single out. But I think actually, do you know what? There's a good point here. You know, and Tony's kind of making it. Although he's, I mean, actually, for somebody who who has a go about nappy shit as Tony, you're shitting your nappy massively there, mate. I've got to be honest. But um, I think it's, you can't really single any individuals out apart from Fabregas, who I think always should be singled out on principle. But you really can't, because the, the entire team is culpable. And I think, you know, some, somebody 
actually, I mean, you know, defending actually starts at the top. And if the if the if the attacking players aren't helping the defence, then they're getting the midfield gets overrun. If the midfield aren't doing their job, the defence gets overrun. If the defence don't do their job, Courtois suffers. So I think it's a, I mean, it is an entire collective thing, and it's a massive indictment. Pampers only for me, mate. The best for me, Chidge. Thanks, Tony. I mean, it's a massive indictment about how poor we've played collectively this season. And I just think it, it is unfortunate because it's very easy for us to sit here and go, it must be that person. It must be that person. They're playing shocking. And actually, yes, I think some of them are playing shocking. But I think you have to look at the cause and effect. Yeah, and the cause absolutely. and effect is that the entire team for most of this season has played very poorly. Okay. And the bizarre thing is... I it's always like giving myself a round yeah. of applause after <laughs> that. <speech. laughs> That's a good... Well yeah, done. Yeah. What are you going to do? But well the bizarre done. thing is it's largely the team that won the, won the league, or at least was on fire for the first six months of, of last season. It's largely the same team. The last, know, calendar, bizarre, the last calendar year after Swansea, we've been methodical at best. We haven't, we haven't pulled up any trees since January of last season. Swansea 5-0, then 2-1, 2-0, 3-1. We haven't had any outstanding but games. it's to their credit that they won the league. Yeah, because yeah. that was because of... They really dug Marie, in. Marie, yeah. Yeah, and he played a different I mean, style. This has been discussed on, on so many yeah, absolutely. times. You've you got, you got to look at top to bottom, which we'll come to surely the next part. Failings. We're going to look at shambles at the bridge. Yeah. You're yeah. teasing it in a Jonathan Kidd sort of way. I learned from the best. There we go. Oh, you. Um, I mean, you know, I, I'm really, <laughs> I'm, I'm really not very enamoured of just like sticking the boot into it to individuals. I think how I would like to phrase this uh, little. You'd have a go at Cahill earlier, though. Only jokingly, I love Gary Cahill. I, I think I also finished up by saying Gary Cahill's won more Champions Leagues than I have. You know, no, so you I said he was in the Champions League. I said he's won more Champions Leagues no, than didn't. I have. You said it now. I have I've said more it four times. Then he's won more. Yeah. He's won more leagues than Steven Gerrard. Yeah, exactly. Bottom line is, is that I think what 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 I find strange at the moment, and I, and I think we alluded to it earlier on, and you know, and I, and I and I do see the sense in in Gus, you know, steadying the ship. I mean, let's be under no illusion, we were in massive turmoil at the point that Jose departed. We were playing like a team and a club in turmoil. There was clearly a lot of nastiness going on, you know, in the squad. And 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 Gus has kind of not rocked the boat. He's not, you know, done anything other than steady the ship. And I can see the sense in that. But I also sense and feel a lot of the supporters' frustration and ire in that they see players like Pedro, for example, who. I personally think is not a Premier League player. I don't think he's got he's, the physicality for it. He's he's a sort of luxury player. He's best suited to the role he played at Barcelona, where he's yeah, that, he's best suited to play for Barcelona. First, mate. first first player off the bench when when yeah. when the team impact, is playing well. Impacts up, yeah. but yeah. I mean, you see Pedro having a couple of shockers and perhaps isn't. I mean, what, why was Pedro playing in a West Brom match when you knew that all they were going to do is just push him off the ball, or in fact, actually more to the point, what are they doing rugby? What are the, hand off. Hand off, yeah, yeah. That, that's what they learned from You know, why was he playing and not Kennedy? Um, you know, why is Matic playing, who's, who's, who's shot to pieces? There's no doubt, I mean, you know, it's a complete, I think, I'm very much a mental breakdown for Matic. Why, why, why can't you play Ruben Loftus-Cheek? Where's the risk? It's not like we're, you know, I mean, we're in limbo this season. Well, it doesn't matter. We're not going to go in the top four. We're not going to get relegated. And I think, I think clearly my frustration, but I, I know a lot of other supporters who are feeling this at the moment. Well, one of the dilemmas with playing playing both Kennedy and Ruben Loftus Cheek is they do disappear a lot of the time. But isn't it good to let them learn in an environment where it's not really going to matter? Well, but, well, yeah, but he's he's got the toss up: is do you let them disappear? Do you let them only contribute a little, and the team doesn't perform very well, or do you attempt to use somebody who's got experience to try and get a result that 
that uh, uh, prevents you from being relegated. I'm sure this is what's going through through Gus's Gus's mind. You think we're going to get relegated? Well, the way the way things are going at the moment, if he carries on drawing or losing, well, there's a problem. We're only six points away, but there are two teams already who are. I mean, who are just gone. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's a weird season, isn't it? Because it's actually it's the same at the top as it is at the bottom. I mean, you know, there are without doubt three teams that are worse than us in this league, so we will not go down. And yet, you know. Arsenal will well horrendously. The the thought just makes me want to kill people. But you know, Arsenal may well end up winning the league by default because you know it's so crap at the top as well. You know, United, Liverpool. I mean, that was rubbish yesterday. I don't know if anybody watched it. City are vulnerable as always. You know, City should be walking. Leicester must surely be found out. They must surely. They just they just boot the ball up the pitch and and defend. That's all they do. At least least they know what they're doing and they stick to it. They stick to it. Stick to it. Yeah. going back to what you're saying about things that just aren't making sense. I think uh, Dan and I sat next to each other for the West Brom game, but surely someone at the club knows that Bertrand Traore scored, I think, 16 goals or something like that, playing centre-forward in the, in the Dutch league last season. You would have no thought, one, wouldn't you? No one's you thought, thought to tell him that, hang on, we've got a guy here, OK, he's, he's primarily played as a winger throughout his career, but he can actually play up front. And until, you know, Costa scored a couple of goals lately, but until then, Remy's been poor, Falcao's been injured. Why not give him a give him a try? He's, he's, well, I, well, he's, he's, he, to be fair to very, Gus, that's a very good point. Gus, Gus did. He brought him on for three minutes and played him played him as striker, which is better than Mourinho managed. You played him as yeah. a left back. But three minutes is uh, <laughs> his derisory. I, oh, I, I agree. Yeah, 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 Absolutely yeah, yeah. pathetic yeah. given the circumstances. And I've, I've actually got it on the script here: dearth of strikers. I mean. It just How beggars belief. Well, I mean, it, they could have even. They, they could have bought. Yeah. They could have bought Charlie Austin for four million. Yeah. The bargain. The, the club yeah. have failed to do any long-term planning, with the fact of you know, they haven't replaced Czech. No, sorry, you're teasing. Cole. You're teasing shambles at the bridge again. Sorry, I'm getting. I'm getting ahead of myself as always. <laughs> we'll cut, I'll say that for part three. I'll keep my powder dry for part three or four when we talk about shambles at the bridge. I don't. I've got. I've, I mean, Tony's. Uh, you know, uh, we're ho- hopefully we're fueling the fire for the podding shed later tonight. But always good to have Tony in the house. Uh, I've got some great news for you, Tony. There may be a way for you to come on the show uh, in the imminent future, but I'll I'll direct mail you on Twitter. But he says we say it's crapchage the league, but isn't the competitive league what people want? Where where any one of six to seven teams could win it? Maybe this is the year the TV money levels feel. I mean, that's a that's a really interesting point, Tony. I mean. I, I, I agree with you to a certain extent, and I'm sure Jonathan will too, because we grew up at a time, 70s, when, you know, one of seven teams could win that league in any one year. But the difference then was that they were mainly quite good. Mm. Whereas I, the point is is that we, I don't think it's a situation where it's competitive that, you know, everybody's playing so well and knocking each other off the perch every other week. They're basically losing to mid-table teams every week. Mm. So that tells me that that's quite poor. Not that it's competitive yeah, yeah, because okay, everybody's no, no, no. playing well. You you would want a title race where there's like three, four, five teams all playing a brilliant football, all winning every week, yeah. and that's not that you know. The, I think I think it's right actually from a neutral perspective, it is really a good season to watch. Of course, well, as, as, as we always and, forget, as, Ross, as, as Chelsea you know, Everton was, as we, was a great game it to was. watch, and as we always forget, Ross, uh, you know what do we know? We only go to the matches and pay eight hundred quid, quid a year for the privilege. But football is not for us; it's for the armchair football fan. So the neutral fan, the neutral fan, is there such a thing? Apparently it's great for them and amen to that well I'm, t- I'm talking about objectively if you were just to sit down and watch any watch any old game because obviously we're not going to go to games not yeah. involving Chelsea no can I let you but into they, a secret 
Go on. I don't watch any other football no, other than a Chelsea neither, match. Neither do I. I. I just, you know, I think I've actually reached that point where I'm so embedded into the whole Chelsea thing that um, no I, one else I'm, I'm, I'm saturated with it. And, I, you know, I can't watch any more football. It's just Chelsea. You watch and Match I, of the Day, though, don't you? Well, no. I, do you know that. what I do? I do. I watch Chelsea and then I go back to tweeting about rude things about it <laughs> without actually watching it. <laughs> I mean, I just can't watch football anymore. I, I mean, I, I'm not interested in football anymore. That's basically what's happened. I'm interested in Chelsea, but everything else can piss off. I'm cricket not interested was in it. I love though. the cricket, mate. Yeah. Yeah. I, get a real, I get a real erection for the cricket these <laughs> days. But I mean, any other football than Chelsea, I'm just not interested. You broad, know. broad. I'm, I am no. In other words, I've moved. Oh. I've moved, uh, and there will be people out there listening. I suspect that might understand what I'm about to say, although it is a bit weird, and I'll give you that. But well, I am more no, weird I, than erection for cricket. Okay, I get hard on for cricket. Oh, is that, that one? I get a big stiffy for cricket, and that's just Stuart Broad. But, uh, yeah, I, I quite fancy Stuart Broad, um, like a tall blonde, leggy yeah. blonde, six foot six. Um, oh. You lost my memory, lose my thread. Yes, I've moved. I've evolved. I'm no longer a football fan. I'm a Chelsea fan. That's what I'm saying. I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you. I don't yeah. watch any other football really, apart from apart from Chelsea, apart from American football. Unless Paul's yeah, got no. it on on the, on like, the background. I like, I like watching something like you know, watching United not be very good. That appeals to me. Or watching Liverpool. I like teams not being. Very I like good. watching Arsenal lose. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this up with one something that's a bit strange, but. Um, and I, I don't know. I mean, you know, you read it in the press, and it's all you know. You take it with a massive, uh, you know, one kilogram bag of salt, really. But apparently, uh, Brana Ivanovic is rumoured to have his contract renewal guaranteed by Roman. Um, of course, they know this because they clearly spoke to Roman, so they know it's true. But I mean, how mad is that? Yeah, but that's how a, mad is that? But then we, we we must take that into consideration that perhaps Roman makes many more decisions about the team than we. Uh than we know. I think Roman has a final say in most things. Yeah. He just has allegedly. You know, well, when but how do they know that Roman's guaranteed it? I mean, it's absolute gods. Well, you might have vocally guaranteed it. Well, it's just it? insane. It, it's, but it's, it made been, me laugh. It made me laugh. It's been a lot. spoken in the past that, well, it's been alleged that players in the past have gone to Roman saying, we don't like this manager. Yeah, and he's, he's gone. Them, yeah. He obviously. Well, uh, Mourinho, twice. Yeah, Scolari. He's obviously. Yeah. AVB, his, kid, his, 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 his toys, he'll play with them. And I think he put, I think yeah. he probably probably loves Dimitteo. His, yeah. Torres probably well, the, did the glee, the glee with having, when Loftus Cheek scored the other yeah, day I was think remarkable. Loves, wasn't it, probably loves having John Terry's his mate or whoever. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Chidge. JK. In all the years you've been following Chelsea, you hardly ever miss a match, home or away. But how would you feel if you couldn't be there and it's not on TV? Oh, Chidge, I'd be bereft. Inconsolable. The thought of missing my beloved Blue Boys live. <laughs> It's all too much. <laughs> I know, JK, I know. It's all a bit too much, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> well, panic not. NordVPN have come to the rescue. They have? Yep, NordVPN allows us to watch any match, even if it's not on live TV here. They do? Yeah, they do. With just one click, they switch your virtual location to a country which is showing the match and they act as your cyber bodyguard whilst online, protecting your personal data and sensitive info like card details and passwords. Oh, wow, great! Uh, but yeah, I bet that'll cost me a fortune. 
Actually, JK, it's only the price of a cup of coffee per month, and you can use your account across six devices. It's a bargain, JK. And best of all, no more tears for you. Oh, thank you. Thank you, NordVPN. I'm so happy. I could cry. <laughs> Where do I sign up, Jidge? Well, to get the best discount off your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com forward slash Chelsea Fancast. There's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee, and you'll help support the Chelsea Fancast. The link is in the podcast episode description box. This is mate. You know, here's, here's my phone number. Call me. Don't, don't worry about Marina. Call me. Call me. Mm. So the, 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 the vacuum of powers you alleged on... Oh. Um, Alleged, alleged, yeah. On Saturday, I, 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 I would keep, I would keep Ivanovic just as he's a good squad player. He, he has got a leadership element to to his game. He's definitely got the the passion for playing football and and winning. But he's got to be there more of a sort of a, a squad a squad type player, at least with competition at right back. Mm. And, and definitely, if the team gets improved, he'd have he'd have more protection but, in front but, of him. But, but what as happened? we've said with all these attacking Ross, players, what he doesn't. How did he become this 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 strange alien that. type? You can level that doppelganger. Uh, he's got he's got, an, he's got an, he's gotten a little older, so he's a little he's a little. Well, I know I know no 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 no. I know what the answer is, Jonathan. I know what the answer is. Have you seen that film called Big? Yeah, that's what happened. Is there somebody else inside Branner's body? A shit defender from League Three is inside Branner's body. Branner's been kidnapped and taken away with the aliens. <laughs> As Devil's Advocate, Eva told me. Allegedly, oh, yeah, yeah, allegedly. Yeah, yeah. Dev, yeah. Devil's Advocate, wouldn't this not be a great opportunity to, to wipe the slate clean and say, right, you're out of contract, you're out of contract, thanks for your service, goodbye, and then start again. You get Mourinho back. This is I a fast, forget, forget about coming back. Just say, you get all these the, the, the old Chelsea, the, you know, the last ten years, all these great players, fantastic service brilliant players but start again right fresh canvas says no but, but I don't have any faith Chelsea. in that they buy anybody any good I'm not saying they would but if you get with the start with the new Chelsea thank you Brandon being brilliant JT I keep on purely because I think he, as, I think he'll make a good as, manager as long as they're decent players and they make an effort yeah Emanuelo's seen this 16 year old from Lost County what's the sign time out <laughs> Paulie time out Silvio time out Chrissy. I was kind to you then I don't know what you're talking okay, about. Okay, because you don't. I could have said... Jimmy, speak like Tom dead Tom out now. pussy. There Jimmy, you go. speak like dead. Just pussy the way we're going to speak now. Okay, all right. You're right for the whole of the next... Shut up, part of it. I'll speak like dead. It's time for a break. Uh, now, after the break, we're going to be discussing, if, as if we haven't already... Uh, the shambles at Stamford Bridge, uh, where we find ourselves in a state of limbo with a temporary manager in a holding role and clear mismanagement on all fronts by the club. We will see you in a second. Fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Proper Chelsea. Footballfancast.com. Welcome back. I'm Stafford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast. And what is it called tonight, Ross? Blue Monday. It is called Blue Monday. I expect us to go out tonight in at the end of part four with a do 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 do. Okay, that didn't get any laughs this no, time. You should definitely put that anything. in. I'd, I'd listen. I, well, I can't because I'll get sued by Bernard. No, his name if is. you put if you put up to twenty five seconds, you can. Uh, can I? Yeah. I get up to twenty five seconds. You can eat, as long as we talk over it, you can play it as long. as Is you that like. why Ash haven't sued me? <laughs> anyway, and I, I did ask the beautiful game. They let me use their mm. music. Um, why was it called Drawing Lots originally? Because we've been drawing lots. 
Oh, I got it. Oh, <laughs> I, had to, I had to ask as well. Oh. But as Dan pointed out, he said we could use that next week because we'll probably draw against Arsenal. I said, yeah, fair me. point. It was you. Sorry, Ross. No, indeed. We won't draw against and I just thought Blue Monday. This is the only day of the year that is Blue Monday, and I thought we should reclaim it for Chelsea because yeah, we are enough. blue. Fair enough. Um, there was a wonderful. Um, the, actually, the guys in Sweden might know this. Although last time I asked somebody from Sweden, they uh, they denied this totally. But I, I I was told on great authority that the Swedish supporters have got a great song. We are yellow. We are blue. We are Sweden. Fuck you. <laughs> Which I have always thought was just a great chant. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Ross is lying. <laughs> He's liking that one. Ross, you've not gone off yet tonight. You've not gone off on a giggling fit. I'm, no, I'm, no, I'm worried no. that we. I've, I've, I've matured. You have. It's not that we're not as funny as we normally are. That's why. No, I'm more not worried that. About. Definitely okay, not that. Okay, thank you. Just checking, Ross. You could actually use that with Chelsea, couldn't you? What? We are white. We are, we are blue. Yeah, no, we are white. No, no, we are blue. We are white. We are fucking dynamite. La 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 la. Yeah, but then you can't do the fuck you line in it. No, but we does because that's our version of it. I suppose. But we can't sing the word dynamite anymore. No, we can't. Well, there was a we are the greatest team in the world. We are blue. We are white. We are playing fucking shite. La 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 la. Okay. We are rocket. Should we get on the show? Yeah. Okay. Well, we are. I was going to come up with something. A, a, a triplet for you, wasn't I? Yeah, you were, of, yeah, yeah. I haven't yet. Thespian has to I'll, be I'll think there. about it. It might have to. T- I might, it might take me a week to come up with this, but you're on next week, so I'll have Thespian it ready. Thespian podcaster nice. veteran. What? Thespian podcaster pet veteran. No, I, I, it's close, but yeah. it'll be along those lines. Yeah, okay. we'll, we'll do something. Anyway, uh, we're in limbo. I think we're in limbo as a show, actually, as we were well, leading to in the break. We were, yeah. we were in a limbo right in that moment. I think we're in limbo because I, you know, was incapable of doing Mixler for two weeks, and we we. Having grown our audience by fourfold, we've lost it all. So, you know, I think maybe it's a good time to retire. Uh, Martin's retired. Dr. Mark's retired. He says he was going to be on the show tonight, everybody, but he couldn't make it. And he says he loves you all. And it was nice knowing But he's not going to do it anymore. I haven't sacked him. I haven't even whacked him in our our kind of Sopranos theme tonight. You haven't whacked him off. You haven't whacked him. You haven't whacked him. You haven't whacked him off either, Dan. No. <laughs> uh, he's not been. Martin has not been whacked. He has retired. So he. I mean, Martin actually is basically Kokusamano, um, isn't he? He's the. He's the, uh, the, the. The Mr. Magoo. You know, Tony's uncle. What's his name? I haven't watched Sopranos. You know, everybody who watches the Sopranos. Another one the you mean. Show, He's not yeah. Martin. He called, they called him now. Mr. Magoo because he had big glasses. Yeah, you know who I mean. He was his t- uh, t- been, Tony's he'd uncle. Been, he'd been the big leader. Yeah, that is, that's Martin, isn't it? That yeah. is Martin. That is his role. So he's now he's now basically in the in the retirement home for ex Chelsea fancasters with Tell. How <laughs> lovely! <laughs> I got a wonderful mental image of that. Anyway, uh, we're in limbo. No, not just us. The team. This is my point. Managing uh, the man. I think the whole club is in a state of shambles. Uh, Dan, very much like this show. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the club. But I mean, just to lay this out, why I think that we're in limbo. Um, we're not getting in the top four. I think we can safely say that. Uh, we might still be in a relegation battle, actually. I, I'm, I'm kind of with Jonathan on that a bit. I don't think it's done and dusted. I think the FA Cup is a possibility. I think the Champions League is very doubtful, but you never know. But I really do expect us to get royally thumped by PSG. Absolutely. I, don't, I disagree. Well, we'll you talk do, about that yeah. in a minute. I'm just setting the scene. think we'll the raise scene. our game, as am, we did before. I am just setting the scene. Okay. As, as is your prerogative. As is my prerogative. Yeah. I think the player's attitude, knowing that we have a temporary manager, I just wonder... If that will affect things, um, I'm going to save player recruitment transfers to the last bit of this because I think we'll get into it then. I mean, basically, uh, do you know what? I'm going to make a prediction, which I made in the pub to Dan. And yes, I had had a fair amount to drink. 
but I'm going to stick with it. You had it at that point. Okay, though, my right? hadn't I? No, no I didn't actually quite, have as much a drink on Saturday as people thought. Uncle Junior, that's the one. Mart, thank you, JP. Martin is the Uncle Junior of the Chelsea Fancast. There you go, Uncle June. Okay, now my prediction is is that we are going to finish ninth, Jonathan, on fifty four points, and that is basic. We've been getting one point eight point a match with Goose, and I think that we'll continue to do that. We'll average with, 1. with the 8. odd win here and there. Well, exactly yeah. one point eight with Goose, and if we do that from now or from last week when I thought of this, we will finish up in fifty four points, and that would have been about good enough to get us about ninth last year. I think we're going to come ninth with fifty four points. That's my prediction. What do you think about that? It's depressing. It's isn't it but yeah. we're in limbo it's like none of it none of the sorry Dan none yeah. of the rest of the season it just it just feels like it doesn't matter and like can't we just like fast forward to like July I know it's strange you know? I've gotten to the rhythm though of, of not thinking we're going to be any good and it, I, I don't feel as um, yeah. as uh, obviously I'm not excited as excited but I found that the, the pressure of uh, of every game last last season was was just doing my head in actually even though, because it was the kind of pressure it's that you had, they had to win every game, and emotional I wanted them to get, yeah, emotional, absolutely emotional yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. Whereas this season, as I've said before, start watching them of thirty years ago. You just go, okay, who's well, exactly? Who's it's like, really it really is. Like football's like that. We've, yeah, we kind yeah. of track back to sort of, the, you know, the the advent of this modern Chelsea '97. We've had a pretty good run. We know won the oh, FA Cup. Brilliant. We haven't come lower than sixth in what twenty Since years? '96. Yeah. yeah. So twenty years. So. We were due a bad season, and it's come. Well, I don't. Th- I don't agree. I don't think we are due a bad season. Everyone we should. Has it. We sh- no, I don't. No, I don't think. Don't, I, don't think I don't think. I don't think we do anymore. Not with the amount of money spent, and not with the expectations. Expectations. No. Well, in, well, indeed, we haven't. Yeah. But, um, but, um, well, they should have. But indeed, we will come uh, to that shortly. Indeed, we will come yeah. to that I, I, th- I think good bet for the FA Cup because we have to somehow get into Europe, and the Europa League leads to Champions League. Should we have success? I think we'll go hell for leather. To win the FA Cup, so it might be worth a shout. Well, I don't know FA what that Cup means anymore. Going hell for leather because you'll just put the same players in, and they'll just have to somehow raise it, their game. Well, like, no, no, I think I think, I think it? the point is with the FA Cup is that you only have to win something like five matches over a what is it period. four or five month period, yeah. and the chances are that you'll you'll be lucky enough to get to avoid clubs that yes, are better yes, than you. Well, if the if the so if you know, the draw we, is, is, is as we were saying in the you. break, does, yeah. you know, dems the breaks. You know, sure I mean that, that that you, you could get lucky. But at some stage, they'll have to raise their game because yeah. they'll play against. But a I think they're capable side. of doing that. And I mean, I was you know, like, annoyingly, I think they well, are. You know then, then you ask questions as to how well, can they I know. raise their and I mean, game in I, certain I said games. This, I said this in the pub on Saturday. The the one match that's pissed me off more than any other match this season, and some people might Ross has already looked at me like. Uh, in his Roger Moore eyebrow um, but it was the Porto game at home because in the yeah. middle of being utter shit they all turned up and they played really well and I didn't think great fantastic although I thoroughly enjoyed it at the time because I love winning and I love going a bit mental when we win but when I came back and I sat down I thought about that I thought you absolute bunch of shit you can still play when you want to but only when it suits you yeah. as in when you're in the shop window because it's the Champions League and it's the only thing you care about because that's where the glory is for you lot so I'm, you know, I, I think they can raise their game. Sorry, Ross. I think they can raise their game, and I think they will raise their game when it counts for them. I'm not. I I know where you're going with that, but I'm not sure it's as deliberate as sort of wanting to show off. I think it's more that you know you play the league week in week out, you get into a bit of rhythm with it, and and going on a cup run's kind of a, a different oh. animal. It's kind of a mental break, and you relax a little bit more, knowing that you don't have to you don't have to win each week. It's it's kind of just playing. 
you know, playing without without the fear of losing a bit more. You could and I think that's also. why we could win one of the two cups and mm. still finish bottom you, ten. You could argue that Porto also don't don't play like anybody else in the Premier yeah. League. Well, they also it's always it's lose in the uh, in England. Yeah, yeah. poorly. Yeah. They've never they've because, never won. But anything. they don't. They, you know, they play much more attacking. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're they, right. The, I mean. They don't. They don't. They don't all defend and break. Yeah. No, it's not as Less physical either. Far yeah. from convincing yeah. as well. It was a win. We were far from convincing that day. That's true, actually. But there, but having said that, though, you are right, Chidge. There was more effort from everybody. Mm. Definitely, there was more will to win. But I, yeah. and I, I really got that feeling that it was all about personal pride. And I, ju- I just, I've got a real downer on most of the players. I'll be really honest with you. I've lost a lot of love for the current set of players. Because I just don't think that they really want to be here. I don't think they want to be here. I don't think they give a flying fuck about us. And I think, I think for me, the Porto match, which was throwing it in our face in some respect, and Leicester away, where they where they played like shit and they totally ignored the away fans. For me, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. And frankly, for most of this side, the sooner they piss off and go somewhere else, like Real Madrid or PSG, the better. And we can get some players in who actually want to play for this club. Yeah. How long is that going to take? Will well, this be, is what I'm saying, Jonathan. This is why we're in limbo. I really have this sense that we're in limbo. Well, you might have the, You might have some people will get their wish, which is he plays large numbers of the youth. Well, that's it why may be, I want to see that happen. It may be that happen. that's what Abramovich wants so, because looking at his the delight with yeah. which uh, well, he, he, he was like on his face when, when 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 Loftus Cheek yeah. scored. Mm. We got we got some we we have we have got some good. Amas is definitely one you want to keep. Zuma. William. So you've got three three players. So you've got a, a third of a team Just ready to about. go. Yeah. And Courtois is a good goalkeeper if he stays. Well, no, he did. The, he, yeah. he, the, the two saves he made against um, Everton were, were fantastic. The one when uh, was it uh, Morales again? Was yeah. uh, Morales. Morales. You've got to say yeah. it. Morales. When he came out. And also the one low down from. Um, uh, Morales well. again. Yeah, Morales. Morales. Sound, mate. Sound. Safe. Essentially, we've got. We need seven players to bit rebuild our first team squad, at least before you even go to the depth of getting a decent squad. Yeah. So we need um, a left back, another centre half, midfield. Well, left back. So the, the Dave, As, Dave plays if right Aspie back. Because every time Aspie gets the ball, he has to check back. He has to have an extra touch. Yeah, we lose momentum. So if he's actually playing on his preferred side, yeah. we'd be a lot more whip effective. It, whip going it, but also, he, it'd be better than having him, him supplying crosses than, than Branner. Yeah, you cannot Branner's hit and miss. Yeah. Branner had one season where he was great it, it was good at it, that's that right. It. Well, he, he, used to do, he used to do Rabona crosses. He's, had, he's had two crosses converted for goals yeah. lately. I mean, mm. the problem is, you never want your full-backs to be crossing anyway, because they're, they're generally too deep or too wide. Well, but he's now got, at least under, under Gus, he's got them both playing for much further forwards, yeah, hasn't he? That's one of the main things that he's done. I'm glad you mentioned Gus, because that's really where I want to go with this now which is you know what what is Gus's role within within this and, and we've we've alluded to it already on the show that you know that he's he is there really to steady the ship and and not to rock the boat and just to try and slowly 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 build up clearly uh, an entire squad's confidence that was shattered I think that's mm. clear for all of us to see but I just I just I mean you know, we, we you mentioned it a minute ago, and so are the people on Mixler. And you know, I, I think yeah, okay, his job, his remit, his brief is to avoid relegation, clearly, because that's clearly a worry. The club stated as much when they said they sacked Jaser because they were worried they might get relegated. And Goose uh, has said it himself. Goose has admitted it too. I kind of get the feeling that with Goose though, he, he's got almost like a watching consultant's brief, so that he's kind of like there to cast his eyes on this squad of players until the summer. And we'll make recommendations to the board as to who stays and who goes and where we go from here. 
But it, it, in, in a sense, and this is why I get this feeling of limbo, I kind of get the sense that this is an absolute waste of time because whoever they get in next, whoever, whatever manager they get in next, will want his own bloody players and his own bloody staff, and we start all over again. And it just, unless, and there is a great email, by the way, which I'm teasing, which goes into this, which is the idea that actually it's irrelevant who we get as a manager because actually it's all about directors of football and, and Roman picking the squad, blah, 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 blah. But I mean, I do get this, I mean, I get this, I'm going back to Roman and what you were saying, Dan. Um, everybody we know at Chelsea knows that Roman Abramovich wants some of the youth players to come through this side. And, and I sit here and I, I, I see a manager in Goose who has got nothing to prove. He doesn't even have anything to prove at Chelsea. He's won us in their fake up no. and he's well loved. You know, I don't think we're going to get relegated. So play the bloody youth. Do what Roman wants you to do because you know what? A, he's not going to fire you between now and May. And B, you're gone in May anyway. It just seems mental. Yeah. I mean, I, th- I, th- I think it's right. You've got to be worried we're going to get relegated. I don't think we will, but you've got to keep it in mind. And therefore really goose has got to get us as high up the table as soon as possible so we can start playing the play the youth without sort of us getting any any more jittery than we are but the problem really i see from goose at the moment is that he's either either his message cooked (laughs) quite possibly either the message isn't getting through or he's just (laughs) he's just never really been much of a defensive coach because the first thing you would expect a new manager coming in with all the goals we've been shipping is to concentrate on getting it right at the back. And we look just as exposed as we've ever been. Yeah. But in his first, his first spell, we lost one game. And I think we... Tottenham. Yeah, barely any goals in. So we had, But then it goes back to the fact we had a much better team. Yeah. We had Ashley Cole, John Terry. Was it Carvalho? Better midfield. Carvalho. I mean, it, it also Sorry, goes yeah. back, you know, just to pick up what Ross was saying, it kind of also goes back to the fact that it's not just the defence. It's the fact that the entire team don't seem to know how to flawed. defend anymore. Mm. Yeah. Going back to the, your point about Gus, is there is there a thought that our manager's already in place and that whatever Gus says is kind of being really well, well, I to wonder, a... and, and as always, Daniel, you, you, I tell you what, you know, one thing that never gets talked about enough on this show and certainly never gets enough praise from me is how good Dan is. About how good you all are, actually. Oh. You're very, even when I can't be asked to print off a script like tonight, you still manage to segue into what's coming next beautifully. And I, and I think, actually, I personally. You know, because I can be Tony Soprano, but I can I can give as well as receive. And I'm now going to give you all a perhaps massive. I'm going to give you the clap. Perhaps you've just go. got great empathy, Thank and you. we just read your mind. It's because we we're just a team, mate. It's teamwork. Yeah. You know, we know how to play. Team, as a team. But the point is, I, now I can't remember. What, you're what were you talking about? The, oh, I knew Manchester already in place, and Gus yes, is watching right. briefers with. Uh, well, I wonder. I wonder because actually, you see, that would in that would that would entail good management, wouldn't it, in the club with a with a, a small M, not a big yeah. M. And I just wonder, I mean, I would hope that they've gone a long way down the road of, um, you know, selecting and agreeing who that next manager will be and that they're already through the back channels talking to that manager about what kind of players he wants next season and that they're doing this behind the scenes. The fact of the matter is we will never know for all all the obvious and sensible reasons. But I would hope that's happening. But I've watched Chelsea for too long to really believe that. I mean, they, they could be sensible. I may, may be thinking Gus is Dutch. You think maybe it's going to be Koeman, maybe it's going to be De Boer at Ajax. I'd have, I'd have Koeman. I think Koeman's a good manager. I think he deserves to have a shot at a big I might, club. I might get a shot for this, but I would if Spurs don't get top four, I would take Pochettino. Would you really? I think he's a really good. Yeah. He's proved himself. Okay, he's a good manager. He, he plays the youth, and if yeah. Spurs don't get top four, that we might be able to pick him up possibly. Yeah, don't shoot me, people. No, I, I, yeah. I, I tell you what, you know, I tell you what, you know, I think, I think things are so 
mental at the moment. Uh, and, and I mean, we were talking about this before we went on mm. air, you know, about the whole fact that, well, who the hell are we going to have? But what kind, hang on a minute, what kind of idiot is going to, well, not an idiot, what kind of very sensible, well, you know, uh, well experienced, well, you know, well thought of manager mm. is going to come to Chelsea? Are they likely to get anybody from the, from the Premier League? Well, well, well that's, that's before we get there, because we all know that they like to go, yeah, to, they go to, to, you know, globally, the, yeah. the Europe, so, you know, we know that Simeone... And, and Conte, uh, I'd be careful how I say that, uh, are on the radio, uh, radio, on, radio. The, on the radar. I can't see Simeone. Why would Simeone come here now? Large amounts of money. But he likes Atletico Madrid. Then again, you go back, you've got the language issue. He doesn't speak He doesn't speak anything, no. I don't like yeah. Simeone. He'd get on well with Costa. Yeah. He's a thug. <laughs> he's a thug. He's a thug, yeah. Yeah, he's, a, he's, a, he's another Mourinho in terms of the, the way he plays. Ancelotti's not going to come back. Well, he's gone to Bayern anyway. And uh, Pep Guardiola's certainly not going to come to Chelsea. He's not stupid. And, uh, I mean, there were rumours the other day about Ranieri being approached. I mean, <laughs> why would Ranieri... It's la- lazy journalism. Oh. Why would Ranieri come back? He, he, yeah. I mean, if, if, if Ancelotti told them where to stick it because of the way he was treated, you can sure as shit say that Ranieri's going to no, do that. And he's not no. that good anyway. We'd be a very interesting team if he came back. We'd just be defending and I'm gonna put, chasing put, with the ball. Put the most stupid comment possibly of the day. Oh, I don't know, mate. I'd, I'd run you close on many of those. AVB. No! No! Good night, guys. I'm off. But I'll tell you what. I mean, I, I, I personally, I just, I just don't think he's a good man manager. Period. But I tell you what, he'd have a better chance now of managing That's Chelsea exactly my point. than he did without when when, he, when we had when the you know the cabal of the, the Terry guns. Drogba Lampard check. There. Sorry, big which ex manager are we talking about? AVB. AVB. The big guns have gone. But isn't there a theory that um, 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 what's his face um, Guardiola will go to Man City? And that uh, Emiliano is a friend of Pellegrini's. Well, he's also and a Pellegrini friend of Ra- will... Ramos, one day Ramos. It's both indeed, of that which was, that would was... be just beyond appalling as a point. Pellegrini I mean, will yeah. go back to the Muppets anyway. So. Just, I mean, but this is why Emiliano <laughs> needs to go. I'm sorry. Uh, you have to go because you are not up to it. Somebody if he thinks me. that one day Ramos and, and uh, Pellegrini are. I mean, so what's he doing in that job? He's, I mean, the, the one thing I've always rated about Emanaro, and, and I think some of the criticism he gets is unfair, especially given that the way the club operates at board level. He's Roman's yes man. That's what he's there for, um, Ross. I'm not going to make a comment on that here or there. Um, and, and I think people need to realise that the board of directors actually makes decisions as a group, and he doesn't necessarily have the final say on one. He's on the football board. Thing. Yeah, and it's a collective decision yeah. making. I agree with and that. Then Roman um, but decides. actually, but Roman decides. Roman, well, whatever the case is, I think Emanalo does have one very good quality, and he I, says again, yes to Roman. No, and again, I don't, <laughs> and he doesn't have final say on who we actually sign and who we don't sign. But his player evaluation over the last five, ten years, is, uh, sorry, however long he's been here, has been very good. The, the youth players we've brought in, the first How many team of them players have we've brought in. Well, no, we're talking about players like Oscar. Um, I don't think Oscar's. You know, I, I, I'm just. I'm just saying, as a as a player evaluator, I think he's a good evaluator of talent. Now, whatever role you give him at the club and whatever he, whatever else well, he does, okay, I, me, I me, think me, he's me. actually he's actually identified and signed yeah. quite. A good let me put it around another way: players. Is he any better than you, me, or Jonathan or Dan right, to evaluate? Point. Hang on, Dan, Sorry. to evaluate players. I think it's a, it's perfectly easy to sit around a table and decide exactly. Who you like. Right, but point is, yeah, who's well, he? it's a. I, I'm not gonna. I, I can't list the entire the entire no. number of signings we've made and spe- specify which ones Emanalo has identified and which one hasn't. We can't. The, pr- the proof yeah. it. The point is, and I, and I'm not saying the current transfer mess isn't his fault or it's not a part of his fault, but I definitely don't think he's the he's the he's the guy at the club who says 
yes, we should sign him and yes, we shouldn't sign that player and no, we don't need any more players. All I'm yeah. saying is I think his actual ability to evaluate players is is, is, a, is at a decent Before you level. come back in, sorry, Doug, I just yeah. want to like tie that one up. I mean, look, as it stands, as it happens, I don't have, really, I don't have a massive beef with Emanalo. But the reason I don't have a beef with Emanalo is the fact that I don't think he he has no power. He can't. He's not the man who makes the decisions. I think. A, you're right. I think it's a it's a, it's a group decision because that's how boards operate. But actually, we all know at the end of the day, there's one person who makes decisions at Chelsea Football Club, and it's Roman Abramovich. And okay, I'm being rude and a bit bitchy by saying he's a yes man, but that's that's. You know what we need. It's kind of inevitable. What, yeah, it's inevitable. What we need is somebody with much more gravitas and clout who can say, "Roman, actually, no, sorry, mate, I know more about football than you, and you're talking shit, and this is what you should and do." That, but that requires. Roman. And every time that we have somebody like that, they get fired. But that, but Roman, that requires Roman to, to put, that into, put that yeah, into put that into exactly. Yeah. I mean, going back to Manalo, for every reason Hazard, you've got a Mo Salah. Or you got a Kajuado. Uh, we've made money. We've made money out okay. of Salah. We've made we've made money yeah. out of Sherlock. I mean, we've made money out of lots of these yeah, players. I know, but then you've kind of wasted six months of a year of progress. I mean, everyone knew about Eden Hazard. He'd been, you know, a star well, Joe, player. Joe for, Cole was was bigging him up way before. He yeah, came he'd been to he'd been star player for two or three years. He'd be one young player of the year, so he was an established player. I want our DOF to kind of pick up this really great kid who's under the radar. You know, they do exist and bring him in and let him play. You look at you know Arsenal scouting system with um, people like Bellerin. Mm. Bellerin's a fantastic player. They picked yep. him up for Barcelona Academy yep. for peanuts. No yeah, one ever yeah. heard of him. Yeah. And secondly, with Emanalo, somebody put on the message board earlier on today, if Emanalo went, he would not end up at any of the top clubs because he's, he's, he's nothing. No, no, no but I, I, think his, I think his best role is as, is, as a, is as a chief scout. I mean, there, there are several players that we've signed that, that were well identified ahead of, ahead of what people thought of him, including... Aspilicueta. I mean, Oscar was signed. Oscar was signed straight from Brazil. Uh, Zuma. Zuma was also identified quite at quite an early stage. And a lot mm-hmm. of the and a lot of the groundwork that goes into it is actually scouting them two or three. The, the way the club yeah. operates, especially with young players, is 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 looking at them two three years before they sign them and then start bringing them in. But I, I think where we are with the squad at, at this current time, it it really started sort of halfway through our, our title win last year when suddenly we were playing great football we looked we looked on the way to building a sort of a to use an american term a dynasty oh, yeah. and then Sherla got sold and then suddenly it was it was revealed that that the squad was actually quite paper thin beneath a certain level and that's where yeah. we've got to where we are now i just i just think the overall responsibility isn't is is goes to goes to board members and football board collective. members who people fans out there can't name and therefore, Emanalo gets well. They gets can name them because the, the, the football board. Because there are two small. boards: there's yes. the Chelsea FC board, yeah. and there's the football board. And on the football board are Bruce Buck, uh, David Barnard, Michael Emanalo is the technical director, Marina. Did I say Bruce? It's like the generation yeah, game, Bruce isn't Buck. it? Uh, and Eugene Tannenbaum. That's the football yeah. board. Uh, so you telling me that Bruce, Bruce. Eugene Tannenbaum, who I don't know, Marina, who I don't know, because those guys, and and also I include them in all of it. You telling me that that's the best we can do in no, terms of football? I mean, well, the, pro- the problem is three of those aren't 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 football in the no. first place. Yeah, that's why if you had a no, none of them are. I mean, the only one who's got any football knowledge per se is is Emanalo. Mm. It's just uh, people. Crazy. I mean, you you want it, people criticise him, I think, just because of the the image he has. But you got to remember that some of the best managers in the world weren't great players, let oh. alone. Identifies with talent. Yeah. Mourinho, Wenger, mm. and Emanalo played internationally for Nigeria. Now he wasn't a particularly great player, but that's 
that's an accomplishment uh, to a certain. But extent. I, I don't, I don't really care about that because yeah, I agree yeah. with you. I think it do, you know, you don't have to be the best footballer in the world to be, you know, yeah. a great director but pe- of but football. People go on about the fact that he coach, coach women's football. I mean, I know, but so, that's because so I mean, because of this is, but I've said this in the in the current CFCK article that I did this month. But uh, you know. It's very easy to, to, to beat on Emanalo. He's a very easy target. And I actually think that in some respects, the club set him up like that. I mean, I think that car crash of a TV that interview was, he did mm. on Chelsea TV was an example of that. He's not a media no, person. He's also hung out to dry. I mean, he is the fall guy. And, and I just think that, you know, if you're going to have a director of football, you know, you need somebody with, with gravitas, clout, mm. worldwide global football knowledge and experience and contacts. Now, I don't know Michael Emanalo. He, he seems like a, person, a, a perfectly reasonable, nice bloke to me. And yes, you know what? He's got better football credentials than me. But I, am, I remain to be convinced that he is world-class yeah. in that role. Oh, yeah. yeah, No, no. I mean, that's a, a, not wanting to repeat myself. I just think he's, a, he's actually a very good player evaluator. And I think if you're going to have a director of football, you actually have a director of football who's solely in charge on the football mm-hmm. side. I, I, I don't think you can... It's like... you. Know, you too many, too many cooks will spoil will spoil the broth. Right, we've got to go to a break in a minute, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like end it on this actually because you, you might like this. I think we talked maybe Dan and I talked about it, I don't know, but anyway, um, here's here's a here's a thought for an, a new manager that might come to Chelsea that actually might do a decent job given patience and time by our unbelievably frustrating board. Mark Hughes. Yes. Um, exactly. Spot on. I mean, you know, as I said, with the caveat that he's actually given a bit of time. Uh, it, you know his playing career. His, his career as a player demands respect from players. I mean, we're talking. Ross and I were talking about you don't have to have played at a high level. Mark Hughes did. He played for Barcelona. He played wonderful, for Bayern Munich. He player. played for Man United. Wonderful. You know, this is a guy who understands the modern footballer. And, and, and yeah, hang on, I'm getting to that. He, he demands built, built Stoke into a really demands, interesting team. Demands their respect. He's also managed internationally. Um, I mean, you know, he, he he was a decent player for us. Played very well well for us, and he is therefore well loved. He's a Chelsea supporter. He support. He's a Chelsea supporter as a kid. Um, he gets. He therefore gets what Chelsea's really all about. Not not what it's been about for the last yeah. five ten years, but what it's really all about. Strong character. And I think that's important. And the other thing I'll say about Mark Hughes is that he's now actually. I think he's doing pretty well at Stoke with decent footballers. I mean, Bojan, Anatovic, Shakiri, those are decent footballers from decent football clubs. So it's not just about... He was Shawcross, though. Yeah, I know. But you know what? Wouldn't I don't mind... I don't mind... I don't mind a a, a centre-back kicking lumps out of people because sometimes you need a bit of that. It's not all about John Stones playing pretty football and getting beaten. There was a report that came out today that said Stoke are the most efficient team in... In Europe at the moment, yeah. Well, in terms of getting, in terms of getting points for how they how they play. Mm. And the good thing about Hughes is he's a strong character. He wouldn't take any shit. No, I, well, exactly. Yeah. He's a strong character, strong, but strong he, I think character. he demands respect. There, you know, when you've been yeah. in the game, like, mm. but like like that, like he has. And I think there's there's you know, I just don't trust the English, record of the he's board. Welsh. He's Welsh, of, of looking but looking he's into British. the Premier League. I just don't trust it. Well, I just think the, they, they they the, the pattern is they brand think it, Chelsea it needs, needs to be needs yes, a big name. It's absolutely rubbish. They're running out of names. It's a problem. They've been through everybody. This is the point. I tell you what. I mean. You know, it's a soap opera at Chelsea. It's a roller coaster. We all know this, but I tell you what, this summer's going to be mental, isn't it? You just, know, I mean, there's going to be players leaving. There's going to be players going. There's going to be a new manager. It's going to be batshit insane. We just, I just know it, don't you? But as you say, you hope that the manager has already been lined up, in which case he will have a list of players he might be interested in at the moment. So they're doing their. That's why. Work. That's why I think it might be a Dutch because Gus can say, right, okay, I think you know he should play. He should play. He should go. 
But, yeah. you know, if Dan, if Dan Levine was around the table yeah. tonight, he, he would be saying, he said, well, Chidge, you know, you, you, you stick the boot into a Manala, which I, I don't think I have, actually. But, you know, he says, do you, you not think that Roman has been onto the phone for Gus in the, over the last, you know, 10 years? Of course he has. So, you know, Gus has been de facto uh, a consultant at Chelsea for a long, long time. So on the one hand, you can say, oh, well, that's good because we respect Gus. But on the other hand, you said, well, if he's been like, advising them, he hasn't done a pretty bloody good job, has he? But the the, the well, problem is this season. Yeah, the problem yeah. was that last season, clearly um, Jose managed to drag them over the line and mm. w- with with great with brilliance. I with would, a plum. With, uh, yes, I a, a plum wasn't the word I, I, I was going to use it, but I didn't think it was the right word. Oh, I'm there, so I, sorry, yeah. if my word. Yeah. Was, I, yeah. I thought it would no, be a fulgence. A plum is slightly yeah. it's slightly urbane, isn't it? It needs to be something more, something with. Um, Gusto, not even that. He just, well, he managed to, he managed to, to, to do some kind of magic, really, considering that uh, sorcery, the, the, mate. Yeah, sorcery. If they, if that was the the bunch that they were really, if they were really at that level. I've been so publicly dissed by Jonathan Kidd. Well, no, a, a plum was an easy way out. I felt as a word. You've made me use. feel like a plum. There's a few plums on the picture at the moment. <laughs> yeah, but, there um, are several. I love to see Dan's that wearing list. a plum jumper. It should be noted. <laughs> True, yeah. <laughs> for I love, those of you listening in black and yeah, white, I would love to see that list. The Marino gave the board in April, and just by press of elimination, would those three or four players made a difference this season? Mm. Probably, mm. possibly. I mean, or if, if you've got six, seven. Well, players, yeah, probably. If, they, if the other players would have had to felt, would have felt they'd have to play up to yeah, their yeah. standards. Marino's for all his faults, he's the best manager in the last 10, 12 years of football scene. You listen to him when he says, "Listen, we need A, B, C, D." Yeah. You don't listen to Michael Manalo or whoever else is in charge. He obviously knew and could predict that we needed these players. And the board completely and utterly ignored him and went for, you know, Michael Hector, Papa Gina, Bougie, Bougie, <laughs> and everywhere else it was. Unless Raman, it, for it, 27 million quid. Unless he could three players who are never going to play for Chelsea. That's it. Jesse's got really bad Sanity. writing, but they couldn't read his writing. I think that says Gina, Bougie. I'm not sure. <laughs> All right, guys, we've done this one to death. We could still do another hour on this, I'm sure, but it will still not have an answer. Right, after the break, we're going to have the usual round of Chelsea support news and uh, a couple of cracking emails. We will see you in a sec. Real fans, real opinions. I'm Jason Cundy, and you're listening to the Chelsea Football Fancast. Up the Chelsea! Footballfancast.com Welcome back, I'm Stanford Chidge, and you are listening to the Chelsea Fancast, and we have with us tonight the... Uh Effulgent, Jonathan Kidd. No, that's your word. No, Effervescent. You, you're off, that's you're the one I used for you on the Twitter. Effusive. That's better. Jonathan Kidd. Thank you. The effulgent David Chidgey, yeah, AKA right. Stanford Chidge, right. uh, for my lawyers. And uh, the wonderful Ross Mooring, who is just really nice to have you on the show. This show of all shows. Good more of that later. Back. And the lovely, intelligent, and incredibly generous. Dan Silver. Right, let's start the show. Uh, there's a couple of wonderful, wonderful e- emails that I'm going to read out. And uh, and then there's a bit of kind of the roundup of the CFC UK Sports Trust type news. But I'm going to give the script to Jonathan. The first one is from a chap called Robert. It is an absolute humdinger of an email. And the a second one's from John, a guy called John. Good to get me. Uh, got me, get me, me spectacles torch, on. Torch out. Your oh, torch out. And have you not got your specs? But no. You're going to be okay. Do you want to borrow mine? No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, Contact, obviously. No, not at all. Just a life You've is got sufficient. good contacts, George. Very. My Ahem. contact book is fantastic. Ahem. Ahem. Managerial longevity is perhaps overrated. 
the key people making the decisions at elite clubs seem to think that anyway, and they're the ones in control. Maybe the pressure from the outside, together with the power that overpaid players now wield on the inside, does make it impossible for a managerial tenure greater than three years. Guardiola himself seems to take that view, even though he could have stayed on longer at Bayern if he'd chosen to. There's no doubt about it, the way forward, even though the English footballing culture stroke establishment has long resisted it, is to employ a top-notch director of football who oversees the footballing philosophy and decision-making of the club through all levels. That person hires and fires the expendable, in brackets, manager who is employed based on his suitability for the footballing culture of the club. Chelsea were going in this direction, building a technically gifted squad, more in the Barcelona mould, before somebody, in brackets, Maria, at the club, decided to, to discard those several years planning and building by rehiring Mourinho, whose philosophy, being based on power, strength and caution, is at odds with that. So, two and a half years on from that fateful decision to rehire Mourinho, Chelsea are left with a Premier League and Capital One Cup, but have lost several good young players, e.g. De Bruyne, and Lukaku, and are now floundering in the league, desperately looking for direction as a club. So Chelsea were planning for the long term, creating a club structure and philosophy, but tacitly discarded that. Now Mourinho has gone, we need to get back on that path. The next managerial appointment will be short term, as they always are, so it's more important to get the structure right. Perhaps the next managerial appointment is not as important as it's made out to be. Now, before we discuss that, because the other one, I think, links into this quite well. So if you want to read the next one out as well, then we can have a quick chat about them both. As a big Chelsea fan... No, sorry, I won't read it in that silly voice. Um, As a big Chelsea fan, I'm saddened to see one of our greatest managers ever leave the club yet again. However, while Jose brought great things to the club, I think he also dropped us in a massive pile of shit at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) When Jose took over, we had some of the brightest young talents in Europe. Hazard, Courtois, De Bruyne, Lukaku, Bertrand, I would join issue with that, Oscar, and more. And mainly two different things have happened to these players. Either they're shipped off for good profit with Roman and Emanalo happy, or they're given the Jose tough love treatment and are beaten down to workhorses. The fact that we allowed De Bruyne and Lukaku to go was absolutely mental. Without Jose, De Bruyne has flourished into arguably one of the best players in the Prem. Lukaku, while he took his time to adapt, has now become a leading striker and exactly the sort of player we need at this club. Secondly, I can remember that first match of the 12-13 season under RDM, the combination of Oscar, Hazard and Matter was beautiful. I haven't seen that sort of creative drive ever since. Mourinho has left us with a squad filled with players who lack the heart to fight for the club, players who are far below the standard of this club, and players who should have been focusing on being creative, attractive players to watch, but have instead become tools who look as if they have no clue what their purpose in the team is. Jose came in, built a title-winning team that, like everything else at this club, was destined to be short-term. So before uh, we we have a quick chat about those two absolutely Joe fantastic, yeah, that was from Joe Almy Hall. Before we talk about these two, I mean, I think a couple of the best emails we've had for yeah, a long time. Yeah, uh, if you think you can do better, and I sincerely hope that you can and do, then you need to send me an email, uh, and you can do that by sending it to Chelsea Fancast at gmail dot 
com, and they will be read out on the show. But what do you think about those, Ross? You're looking at me eagerly. Yeah, no, uh, both both those emails make uh, make several good points, and and some maybe I wouldn't disagree uh, wouldn't agree with with personally, but they definitely make very good points in the sense that. Um, you know, whoever whoever essentially signed off on those deals to sell Lukaku and De, De Bruyne, and I know Jose didn't rate them as as such. And <laughs> even myself at the time, I thought I thought I didn't think Lukaku necessarily had mentally what it what it takes. But De Bruyne wasn't given a fair crack of the whip. I know he said he wanted to play first team football. He wasn't playing very well at the time. It, that's the he, trouble. He only played about five games. No, he that played it with that Swindon game um, was, in yeah. the League Cup. But that's he was, still he that's was still awful. nowhere nowhere near longer. No. No. Long enough, and it, the problem was he was played as a as a, as a winger when he's more really number ten. He doesn't really have that. that yeah, extra, absolutely right. Extra played in the wrong position. Now that we can see what he's capable of, yeah. you appreciate how brilliant he is. But I think that that first that first letter definitely makes a very good point that that we were building a squad of of technically very good players and tough mentally tough players. I mean, we were still winning trophies. Mm. Let's, let's not let's not forget that. And yeah, then Jose, you could say that the core that we'd had for ten years, was still, what, yeah, what was yeah, yeah. Us over the but line. there's, there's, an, they're, they're also very technically good players. But I, th- I think Pedro is is an example of one who's technically adept, but just physically, physically not up to it. And I think actually it's a very good point about Mourinho being more power based, and you want, and you want someone who's who's very good tactically, but not necessarily giving the freedom to some of the players to. Yeah. To flourish so much, but in, then then you've got the counterpoint that the first six months of last winning last season's title winning campaign was excellent, and I think there you just have a a case of there's one or two extra players who could come off the bench and not necessarily be as good as the first choice players, but continue to make an impact mm. and therefore give give the players a bit of the rest. Okay, and it wasn't happening after after Christmas last last season. My, my counter to, to I I think that Robert makes a very interesting point, and and I think the interesting point that comes out of that is that the reality, whether we like it or not, is that that the cult on and the power of manager at Chelsea is is now irrelevant because actually we have a manager at Chelsea. His name is Roman Abramovich, and what he wants gets directed through directors of football. So basically. The club and the players are bought and set up according to what they want, not the manager. And that's what the big disconnect was this last two seasons. Because as we all know, and I've been bitching and moaning about it all season, Mourinho likes sides with pace, power and physical attributes. Which work wonderfully in the Premier League. Which work wonderfully in the Premier League. Now, okay, everybody, Roman particularly, we know, uh, is very enamoured of playing, uh, you know, attractive yeah. ticker tacker type football he set the club up for that he's bought those kind of players in the last five years he we know why he did it because he was been trying to attract pep guardiola and i'll say two things uh, as a retort to that one is when a pep guardiola was asked uh if he would come to chelsea his point was well he basically said no but he also said that we needed 10 players now what pep guardiola meant by that was we needed 10 players who could compete in the Premier League. Because actually, when Pep Guardiola went to Bayern Munich, he didn't go there with Barcelona light. He bought players that could play in the Bundesliga. So Pep Guardiola is a very good manager and not stupid. And he knows that you can't win the Premier League with a team of Barcelona light. The other second point to that is that there's a team that has played like Barcelona light in the Premier League for the last 10 years. How many times have they won the Premier League? None. It's, that would be Arsenal. It's Arsenal, yeah. Who are weak yeah. physically, and I would argue mm. mentally. I, I I agree with that, and I I, I think that's what um, 
that's definitely what Guardiola's done in going to Germany. But he's actually signed players who can do who who are very good both technically yeah. and physically. Yeah, yeah. And he's I, a good and manager. I, yeah, I think. I, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, I think he is a good manager. Ultimately, you, you, the 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 um, the proof in the pudding is going to be when he comes across a squad that isn't actually that good. See how see how well he can get on. But I, I agree, and I would take Guardiola. Well, it depends where he goes. If yeah. he goes to City, I think they'll they'll buy they'll, they'll, whoever they exactly. they want. And, and, and I would take him now specifically because players would come and sign just to play for him. Mm, I agree. Um, but I think one of the points actually is that our youth team is actually stocked full of these players who are not only physical and young and you know they've got pace, but they're technically accomplished as well. Players like Loftus Cheek. Yeah, I think we've who's got a, who's a big unit. You know, it's huge. Exactly. Yeah. We've got we've got half a dozen young younger players who who, if given the chance and if properly brought into the first team, could become those sort of first choice players mm. potentially. Who embody both the physical side of the Premier League and the technical style that that, that helps you, you, you that helps you dominate other teams in all facets of the game, not just with one specific plan. Well, you would hope that the team that had won the European Under Twenty One Championship mm. would be able to be yeah. fed into the first team and count, countless FA Youth Cups over yeah. the last decade. Yeah, you would I mean, hope the, that. The, the, the but the trouble is, is we don't know what, what's going on in training. We don't know whether or not they're, they're performing well or whether they feel intimidated. I mean, there's that theory at the moment, isn't it, that, um, that Loftus-Cheek has had to be almost recreated because of the damage that was done, the lack of confidence. The Mourinho, Mourinho, yeah. Play, players, players, ultimately, players only learn by playing first-team football. There's no substitute for no, it. And you know, Lukaku is well, an example. That's the acid test, isn't it? Yeah. But, but yeah. First all, I wouldn't agree Lukaku. with his assessment of, of, of Bertrand, by the way. I don't think he's... he's well, yeah, she was 24 yeah. and he didn't get a start until the Champions League, did he? No, that's true. It's true, but yeah. I, just, I just he, he don't think he's up to the same level. He certainly would have been more effective level. than Baba this Indeed, yeah. indeed, absolutely. Although agree. I actually think, you know, Athbilicueta wasn't, wasn't, wasn't any great shakes the first first season he was here I think Baba is actually one of the he's actually very very quick very big and he's got a good cross but it's his confidence but it's was so completely soon coming shot, into the Premier League yeah, yeah, yeah he was he, when that game he played I remember when he, he hadn't played for ages under Mourinho uh, he was and he, yeah and he was just absolutely but then it was his second hopeless, game yeah I think that's because Aspie I believe was almost bombed up by Mourinho but he's, I think he had an outstanding game I think it was Arsenal when he got himself back in the team yes, yes. and I'll go back to the point about De Bruyne and Lukaku it's, it's, <coughs> hindsight's a wonderful thing I mean De Bruyne, no, indeed, could, have, De Bruyne could have gone to Wolfsburg and shit the bed Lukaku now look he's a, he's a decent player I don't see well, him I particularly you should say that when they were originally purchased yeah. whoever originally purchased them for Chelsea yeah. must have seen the potential and, and something just went wrong yeah something went wrong what they said was conjecture about you know did he say I want to play or I demand to play well, I, I want young players saying I want to play exactly. I need to play and we've got to kind of get the, the this, balance this, of it's funny. it's funny yeah. how history's being rewritten about Lukaku and De Bruyne and, I, and I, I, there's nobody that I know that supports Chelsea that would ever put up with a player saying I, you know, unless you play me in the first team every week, I don't want to be here. So yeah. my, 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 you know, my answer to that is, well, shut the door on the way yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. You know, which is what happened, as we are led to believe, with both Lukaku and De Bruyne. And I remember at the time, I remember at the time, I mean, okay, how much of it's true, we don't know, and we never will. But at the time, the, the spin on it was that actually... Mourinho had been decent to Lukaku because he couldn't guarantee him first-team football. We had Drogba there at the time still, remember. Yeah. Uh, and he did the decent thing and let him go to yeah. pursue his career, which is a good management thing to do and a good human thing to do. He stated, and De Bruyne he, was Lukaku's... a whingy, ginger little shit yeah. who yeah. was yeah. playing up. Bye-bye. Yeah. Lukaku came because... He, he talked about it, Lukaku didn't he? Lukaku came back. He went on loan to West Brom and he came back. And I think he missed the penalty, didn't he? That's right. And I think because he did something sort of 
pissy Rabona's like penalty. Then That's he right. then he got bombed out after that. He was on loan like two days later. Just not to they weren't get. I mean, they weren't getting enough games. I don't think they had faith that they were going to get any more games. I agree what you're saying that they came out with some ridiculous comments. Um, well, we but don't. I don't think. Well, Lukaku definitely did. did it seemed say? like every other week he was saying something. Well, his agent was saying. Right. Subsequently, he's actually but, said that he and Mourinho had a very good relationship. Well, yeah, but, and and these sorts of things that never got re- got reported before before sort of the digital age. Yeah. But you also got to remember they're they're twenty years old. They're kids. They're gonna say stupid yeah. shit. I just mm-hmm. they weren't given a long enough spell to prove themselves. Yeah, but if <laughs> Chelsea is uh, an elite club in mm. Europe, challenging for. Uh, titles and cups both here and abroad and you have to deal with that reality mm-hmm. with your 20 years old and, and a rising mm-hmm. star you cannot expect to walk into the first know, team not, and play a I'm significant role with you. I'm just and saying you, that they, they will come yeah. out with stupid comments yeah. because they but are kids yeah and of course they will but the fact of the matter is is that you know you have to earn the right to play in a team like mm-hmm. Chelsea and if the manager doesn't think that you're capable of it yet then you either have to wait for your chance prove him wrong or piss off mm-hmm. And that's the reality. Yeah. Those are the only options available. Are right. you talking Jess, Jesse Mourinho, who would, you know... Any a, manager, yeah, well, Dan. Also, any but, manager but worth Marini, the salt will Marini do Mourinho says you're not good enough, and you kind of think at, at the time, you kind of think, well, OK, he's not good enough. Goodbye. Because he's... But I don't, I don't... I mean, you know, the fact of the matter is that, you know, I think, again, there's so much chaff that's talked about. But, you know, we're talking about a manager here who's recognised to be one of the best man managers in the game and that nearly nearly every club, I'll exclude Real Madrid because yeah. they are batshit insane, but you look at Porto, you look at Chelsea, you look at Inter Milan, this was a manager who had players who would walk through a wall for this guy. Yeah. Particularly so, Inter. Yeah, but at Chelsea yeah, he too. He sculpted into you know, something that was So So, uh, you know, phenomenal. this is a guy who knows how to deal with players. And I mean, I think that the, I think the, the instance of... Uh, you know, I think the instances of Lukaku and De Bruyne are actually very revealing about both Lukaku, De Bruyne and Mourinho. Lukaku, I think he had a lot of time for, thought he could be a really good player, but was, did, wasn't prepared to hold him back because he knew that the reality was he wouldn't get too much first-team football and he realised that actually Chelsea may be not good enough yet, but yes, somewhere else would be. So he did the decent thing. I think with De Bruyne, and this also reveals Mourinho's character type quite well, he doesn't suffer falls. And I think he thought that De Bruyne was a whingy little weakling mentally and thought, you know what, I'm, I'm not putting up with you. Piss off. You know. Now, OK, I'm not saying whether that attitude's right or wrong, but I think that's what you got with Jonah At the time, Mourinho. that was the correct thing And also do, what you yeah. got with Lukaku and De Bruyne. You know, I, mean, I think De Bruyne is, is always going to be a big fish in a small pond. Now, I, mean, I know that sounds a bit odd with him playing at Man City, but you know, I don't think he could handle. I don't think he could handle it a batshit insane club like Chelsea. Saw him twice against Arsenal, and he was anonymous yeah. against Arsenal. How many goals has he scored away from uh, the uh, you know uh, from from Man City? One, None. Two, He's had no, no impact away. Yeah, he can turn it on when they're winning three or four nil. Yeah. You know, jury's out. We really want yeah. to go because we are running over time, people, and we can't do that. Cause... Do you want to read out that last comment from Burgess? PB, Sacking Jose will hurt us for years to come, Burgess PB. Uh, I couldn't agree more, and I think the entire theme of this show tonight has been very much about that, although we haven't said that directly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we're in limbo, we're in chaos, we're having to rip it up and start again. Five years down on the shitter, and we are struggling at the moment. We are a poor mid-table team, no two ways about it. And this, unfortunately, is going to be the legacy, legacy of what has happened this year. Mm-hmm. And I won't say directly down to Mourinho, I think he had 
some responsibility in it, but it's a collective meltdown and mismanagement by the entire football club from top to bottom. And, and also the lessons. standard of the Premier League must be taken into consideration, the fact that actually it's got... Uh, well, it's got I think it's got it's got much more physical I mean, than it Palace was Palace with Kabay and West Ham with Payette. I mean, those are good yeah, players. Some players. Really and good the, players. The mid, and the mid-table, mid-table teams are now tactically aware enough to sit sit back and they've got... Yeah. The, it's, it is a very challenging I've league. I've got to say this, I'm sorry, but this has got to be rebutted. Sorry, Daniel Francisco, to rebut you personally, but... Lukaku was no different to Drogba when Jose first... No, that's rubbish. The, the Drogba was one of the best strikers, the hottest properties in European football mm-hmm. the year that we bought him. He'd just won the, uh, the what was the UEFA Cup with, yeah. uh, Marseille. with Marseille and he was on everybody's radar. He, he was, but just like he Lukaku. Was no, was. He was no Lukaku. He was way older than he was 26. Lukaku. He, he scored 32 goals in his first two seasons, mm. 16 a season. He wasn't the finished article. But then again, he wasn't um, much more of a finished. There wasn't a did, there wasn't a Didier Drogba in front of him. No, when, there wasn't. No, but what you forget is Lukaku came in after ten one of the seconds. Champions. Dan he, Lukaku came in after one of the Champions League. Drogba had gone by that point. He mm. Di Matteo signed him, and then he got bombed out to West mm. Brom, and then Mourinho came back and said goodbye. All right, okay, right, we have got to go uh, very very quickly. CFC UK. Don't forget, you can get CFC UK at the home games from the CFC UK stall opposite Fulham Broadway Tube, and of course at every away game. Um, I think there's another one coming out for the cup match because I've got to do one by this Friday. Is, yeah. Right, if you can't get it there, you can always get it digitally by subscribing online at cfcuk.net. And uh, if you're in the US or Canada, you can get it by following at cfcukusa. Get in touch with the wonderful Dan Lundberg, who was in here earlier on, if you saw him. I did see his name popping up in Mixler, but he's on Twitter at dlundberg underscore. Uh, now, Chelsea Supporters Trust, uh, there will be, I think, uh, we're looking to do a, an SGM uh, after the Stoke match, but we've got to wait until, you know, if it gets moved, then we have to think again. But on the basis that it's three o'clock on a Saturday, we'll be doing it after the Stoke match. Uh, so make sure you can come along to that if you're able to. Um, other than that, make sure you join the Trust, get your voice heard by the club. Uh, it's five quid to become a voting member. Or free for non-voting members. Sign up at ChelseaSupportersTrust.com. And as I said, you can come along to the meetings or come to the events, vote on the issues that affect you, and make sure you get your voice heard. And there's quite a lot of stuff going on about the CPO meeting this month, by the way. Yeah. That's on the radar. So if you're a member of CPO, I am. make sure you get your vote in there. And also turn what up... What day is it again? Uh, I think it's the end of the month. But anyway, have a look. They've emailed everybody, so do that. Of course, follow the Trust uh, which uh, on their Twitter account, which was so ably, wonderfully set up by Mr. Ross Mooring and uh, d- doing great things. And it's at Chelsea S Trust. Right, uh, we will be back next Monday on January the 18th to look back at the game against the Arsenal. Uh, uh, which is, which is going to be interesting. And then, I mean, I would love it if we beat Arsenal. You know, to take six points off them, and then for them, to, and then for them to, the to like the season, yeah, and then for them to like not win the league by like two points. by at least the points that we've taken yeah. off them, that would be just perfect. Worryingly, they're they're probably smelling blood right now, aren't they? Think about it. Yeah, they yeah. got they got a mental block against us, though. We'll see. Let's hope so. Let's keep our fingers crossed. I, I mean, you know, I'd settle for a draw, but I'd just love to win. Um, but anyway, that's next weekend. We'll have uh, the wonderful Jonathan Kidd back with us. Oh, I'm back, aren't you I? You are yeah. back. Uh, anyway, so we're going to have Jonathan Kidd here. We're going to have Dan Silver here. And we're going to have the wonderful Dan Levine with us, uh, who's been uh, whoring himself to every other podcast I've noticed. Don't think I haven't noticed that, Dan. And talk sport. Yeah, uh, well, we've all done a bit of that. Anyway, uh, right, follow us on the show, Twitter, at Chelsea Fancast, me, at Stanford Chidge, Jonathan, at Jonathan Kidd. 
Dan at DanSills73. And of course, don't follow Ross because he's anonymous. And my account is private. His is private. <laughs> yeah, Ross has blocked everybody, so there's no point following him. <laughs> Uh, and of course, check out our website, chelseafancast.com. Martin Wickham put an absolutely fantastic blog up there last week about yeah. our managerial madness at the moment. Well worth looking at. Right, we've got to go. We're over time, as always. Uh, it's been brilliant. I have really enjoyed this show tonight with these wonderful people for reasons that they and they alone know. It's been spiky. It's been wonderful. Yeah. It's been good. Good stuff discussed. Lots on the agenda, as always. Uh, it's been a real pleasure to have Ross back with us tonight. Yeah, he knows Ross. why. Great, great, to great to be back. Enjoyable show, as always. Lovely to see you. And as always, uh, my fast becoming my right-hand man, <laughs> uh, Mr. Dan Silver, yeah. for being generally a lovely bloke. Great show. Sense. Well done, you all. Yeah. Right, so many thanks to my guests. Uh, but, of course, special, special thanks to you lot out there, particularly Mixler, for listening. See you next time. Until then, keep it blue, keep it carefree, and keep it chills. Up the chills! It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com.